0: Sippin' on that moonshine all the
1: time. All the time. Party, Party in, in the backyard. backyard,
0: yours or mine. Hey, either way, we just kicking it in Tennessee.
1: We've been listening to a lot of hic-hop lately. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, we are a hic-hop group now, Muddy Daniels.
1: Yeah, we're a hic-hop group now, Muddy Daniels. Me and Ross are bringing the hick. Our friends Stephanie and Mark are bringing the hop. They're from the city. We're from the country. It's a match made in heaven.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you ain't heard Kicking It in Tennessee, check it out now. Yeah, I highly recommend
1: Kicking It in Tennessee. I feel like I need to give a content warning for the video because there is a bit of a startling moment with a chicken.
0: Oh, there's animal death. Yeah. you know, that's what happens at one of Big Schmo's parties. You got... You got hog legs. You well, got the shine. Well, you got the homie dancing in the middle of I'm,
1: everything. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt and saying that that chicken was to be slaughtered anyways.
0: Oh, I think that they were just like, oh, just they're, they're like, Kill oh, that we chicken, got this it'll chicken be good here. On, I think that would be good on film. Like that'll look cool. So
1: like you don't, chicken. but so you don't think they, they were? They already...
0: eat it for sure. Okay, but, like,
1: okay. I'm sure that schedule chicken was scheduled to die. I don't
0: know. I think they was high on pine and shine, and they was just <laughs> well, like, yeah, "Oh, then
1: what, tie that chicken up." What goes good with the pine but and that that the shine? Is that how you kill
0: a chicken? You tie it up by the head to the tree, and then just chop its head off. Like I don't that? know. I have never seen that. Before. No, I've never. i never. Was, s- uh, that was like a Al Qaeda video for chicken assassination.
1: I've was... never a, a assassined or slaughtered a chicken, so I'm not really sure what the proper technique is. Me neither. Me neither. Welcome to Two Person yeah. Movie Welcome Club. Welcome to Two Person Movie Club. I'm Ross. I'm Kelsey. Today we're coming at you from the corners of our tables. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what's new with you from your corner, the northwest corner? The
1: northwest corner of the table. We were away this weekend. It was nice. We went to this to see our friends that we just mentioned. We formed a hop group, the Muddy Daniels. And we went to a really banging... Uh, like flea market type deal
0: what was the highlight of that for you
1: Mm, the cinnamon buns
2: because
1: i don't know know if any of y'all have ever gone to like an amish store or an amish supermarket or something like that but if you have the opportunity do it i kid you not it was like a haul of baked goods, and every single one was hot out of the oven. It was a treasure.
0: Yeah, the Amish, they don't mess around.
1: They don't fuck around, because we were saying, you know, they don't drink. They don't have TV. They don't have video games. They don't have coffee or cigarettes or any type of vice. So they put it all into the baked goods.
0: Yeah, they don't have time to waste listening to our podcast, playing video games related to the movies that we'll be discussing on this podcast or watching the movie itself all they do or
1: listening to the album from the movie
0: yeah all they do is bake and whittle things made of wood
1: yes they also i mean i got some of the barbecue i think i got a, a barbecue ham sandwich and it was like pretty stellar
0: mm. do you think that in the amish parties they be Blowing pine and drinking shine, or
1: no, 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 definitely not. Maybe like in the secret the night parties, well, The party. Well, the Don't even get into the Rumspinger, aka Rumschwinger.
0: Yeah, well, Rumschwinger, them booties be swinging back and forth because them parties,
1: them parties, good. Yeah, the Rumschw. I don't know if I would say the Rumschwinger parties are good, but the parties are hearty. I mean, I yeah. don't know if I'd want to go to a Rumschwinger party.
0: Would you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, somebody has to be like a good role model for the rum-schwing of kids. A good <laughs> role model. Yeah, like you, if it's gonna be all asshole kids, like they're gonna get the wrong idea about what life is outside of the of the commune is like.
1: Are the Amish a commune? I, I don't guess. Know. Technically, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's
0: you be playing with words there, but whatever whatever
1: um so what do we what do we do in this week well, what we, well do you want to sing the theme song
0: sa- well we'll sing it but i'm sorry because we keep promising arrival but kelsey won't let us watch it because she's just... too smooth brain <laughs>
1: Well, that's what it is. <laughs>
0: you think you're too dumb to watch it? I don't know why you got this idea, but
1: I have been feeling really smooth brain lately. I don't know. We can watch Arrival last night. I was just like already sleepy, so I could I could tell that I no, would not have made it.
0: I wasn't really vibing on the first four seconds of Arrival, where the lady starts talking about something, and I was just like, "What is that? This isn't the best way to bring me into your film." Like, I don't care about this.
1: No, see, 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 you were vibing with me. I the first I knew. four
0: seconds didn't draw me in and that was enough for me to be like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We had plans to do Mortal Kombat double feature and you know, we were just like, Okay, well we'll just watch the first Mortal Kombat and, you know, talk about that and then do the next one later.
1: Yeah, which I'm really excited <laughs> to do the new Mortal Kombat. Um we also watched the trailers for both the old and the new Mortal Kombat movies.
0: Yeah, uh, so
1: let's. Uh, we getting let's into set, it. It with a theme song. Oh, oh our theme. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You got <laughs> Mortal Kombat on the brain. Okay.
1: Gonna watch a movie. Do, 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 do. Gonna talk about it. Do, 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 Is do, do, do. Is it good? Is it bad? Two-person person movie club. club. Do, 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 do. do, do. Two-person movie club. Hey! Wait, what was up with the harmonizing?
0: What was up with it? What do you mean? I mean. I went high? Yeah. I don't know. That's just what I was feeling. Cause I was well, doing I guess like...
1: I shouldn't really call it harmonizing because it didn't. Sound I was, good. What? <laughs> I
0: was in that high sound because you were singing Mortal Kombat, and I was like, doo, doo, doo,
1: doo, 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 doo.
0: and our thing's kind of like that. It kind of got the same doos. Mm, I don't
1: doo-doo's. think it's got the same doos. And also, Mortal Kombat's not that high. It's like do 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 do. It's a do 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 mm,
2: Okay, <laughs>
0: well, we can argue later about the highness of the doos. I think they're pretty high, but. We watched uh, two Mortal Kombat trailers. What was your. What, let's talk about the first, the old, the original, the 1995 trailer for Mortal Kombat with a K. And that's the movie we watched, the movie we're going to discuss today, too. So, yeah, what do you think about the trailer?
1: Okay, so imagine you are. How old do you think the general audience? 12. Imagine you're 12 years old. It's 1995. And you're watching your Saturday morning cartoons. And then suddenly on the TV, Mom! And it's like, it's like one of those old classic trailers where they say, three strangers going on a whirlwind adventure trying to save the earth. I mean, it doesn't
0: start with the song. Oh, which...
1: no, the movie starts. With... Oh, yeah, I'm confused. It's the movie that starts with the song.
0: Yeah, the song comes in later. Obviously, the song is amazing, and that's great. That's a great part in the trailer. But yeah, like you were saying, it has that classic trailer feel we were talking about trailer news last episode and um we had the space jam trailer the original space jam which what year was that one
1: i don't know i've already that, forgotten it was, it was uh, in the 90s. around
0: the mortal kombat same time it's, it's a similar feel mm-hmm. you, got, you know the, the narrator kind of like a goofy sounding narrator on this one yeah he- and he's talking about like you said like the three warriors on an adventure to save the earth and uh and you just get these like sporadic scenes of violence and then like at the crescendo you get the the music comes in
2: in each of us there burns the fury of a warrior in every generation a few people are chosen to prove it one of you three will decide the outcome of the tournament three strangers <laughs> We'll travel to the mystical realm of Outworld to defend our people against Shang Tsung. You will die and his forces of darkness in an ancient tournament. One more victory. Your soul is mine, and our world is theirs. It has
1: begun. This yeah, I, sporadic is the perfect word because this movie doesn't really lo- the the trailer doesn't really piece together the movie for you so much. It's the narrator's voice that tells you what's happening and then they just kind of show sti- scenes stitched together,
2: mm-hmm. which
1: I feel like that's a big difference between movies today where in the movies today you don't have the narrator and they try to show you the plot of the movie through character interactions. Yeah, they let
0: the characters do the talking,
1: which I kind of hate.
0: Yeah, I typically hate it cuz you can t- you can usually tell where like the character's dialogue has been spliced and cut up in order to try to make it into what it wasn't in the movie but make it into something digestible for the audience in the trailer.
1: Well, then they always just they always just reveal too much because it's somebody who's from the movie. Of course, they're going to be talking about what's happening. And if you remember from was it last week's podcast, we are not in the business of spoilers. I mean we o w this podcast (laughs) spoilers.
0: I don't understand what you're saying.
1: I'm saying I hate spoilers.
0: Not in the business of spoilers. Yeah, I know. That was kind
1: of uh I didn't really (laughs) use that idiom. I
0: know.
1: Well, I guess our business literally is spoilers. So we are in the business of spoilers, but I personally don't like spoilers. So would I listen to our podcast if I hadn't watched the movie? Probably not.
0: Neither would I. Unless it was something like that I just kind of wanted to know about but i wasn't that interested in right right but yeah for for mortal Kombat, i mean i don't think that there's anything spoilerific in terms of the story i think everybody knows what's gonna happen in the new one nobody's really like oh my god what's gonna happen yeah are the bad guys gonna defeat the good guys Mm -hmm. like no i don't think anybody's worried about that happening but you know like that's the beauty of the old school trailers you just get the narrator who gives you the the clues Mm -hmm. rather than the actual plot the movie itself right from the character's lips
1: and my favorite part of the old mortal kombat trailer was obviously when the song comes in and everybody Mm, everybody mm. who's listened to the mortal kombat song knows there's a part where they start listing the characters what
0: are their what are their names
2: Ready? Kano. Liu
0: Kang. (laughs) Raiden. Oh, you're going too fast.
1: No, you're going too slow.
0: No, it's like... Kano.
1: Liu Kang. Kang, Raiden. Johnny Cage. Scorpion. Sub-Zero. Sonya. (laughs) Mortal Kombat!
0: Yeah, and in the trailer... They match that up with the scenes of the characters. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Every time the name is said, that character comes up, which I thought was Chef's Kiss, amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was really hype. Like I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, this
1: there's Raiden.
0: Fucking, this looks sick, dude. Oh, there's Scorpion. I just Scorpion! watched it last night, <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, I want to watch this movie." Even though I just watched it, it crescendos out with the music and the big, the big. Dragon with the flames and the mortal combat. And yeah, it's a good trailer.
1: They did a good job. And they didn't even, you know, I thought, I was afraid they were going to reveal Goro, but they didn't. They just show his legs, which I feel like if this trailer had been made today, we would have seen Goro. But I guess it kind of was made today. So I feel like I don't really have that much to say about this trailer because we just watched the movie. Yeah,
0: I think we said enough about it. Um, So they do... they do show Goro in the trailer.
1: They just show his little leggies. I
0: think there's a scene in there where you see him fighting as oh. well in the ring, but it's no, brief.
1: No, you don't actually see him. We see him from the back. We see his leggies, and we see Art looking Why up at him, but we don't leggies. see him from the front. The leggy. That's what I remember are the <laughs> leggies. <laughs>
0: I don't know, but yeah. Okay, so then we watched the new Mortal Kombat trailer, mm. and... Um, right away it's a very very different tone we've got the characters kind of like talking about something happening and we've got like these t- the the little chimes in between the scenes that's a very normal thing like ding and then it like changes oh the scenes yeah and yeah yeah that's what happens in lots of trailers these days ding. Like, and i wish i had
1: a chime ding
0: the colors are all like darker and you know we get this scene of jack's getting his arms
1: ripped off.
0: off and
1: which i uh... This is my problem with this trailer is that they show you way too many moments from the fight scenes. Yeah, there's so many. They give many. way too many because I wish I could have seen that in theaters because I would have been like, oh, shit, it's Jax. Oh, there goes his arms. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just one moment. But there's like do- there's got to be at least a dozen moments where you'd be like, damn, like that's cool. But why did I just see that in the trailer? I right. like That gets me hyped for the movie. But it's also like, well, I want, I don't want that excitement to be already felt before the movie. I see the movie, like I want to feel that in the movie. So, I don't know. Maybe it's nitpicking, but I feel like that's that's what we always say. We kept saying about trailers.
1: They and show, they give us too much of the juice, so that by the time you see the movie, you're just like, oh, well, I've already seen the best parts of this movie. What's the point? Mm. It's not nearly as exciting.
0: Uh, what other feelings did you have about the trailer
1: um okay this is gonna sound well i was kind of happy to see a lot of more asian actors for some of the more asian characters because that is something that's weird about watching the original mortal kombat is there's a lot of white people playing a lot of non-white characters like who like christopher Lambay
0: uh that's one person
1: i think the well i think the the ninjas are meant to be uh asian as well like scorpio and sub-zero scorpio scorpion well and also katana the
0: actor who played sub-zero was asian he was original yeah really he was yeah he is
1: well good for him
0: (laughs) (laughs) good i mean asians are cool if i if you if i could roll my character again on this earth I might go Asian.
1: I think we should cut this part out.
0: Good for him. <laughs> I don't want to can you cut out, but good for him. Uh yeah, good for him. He was Asian. And um yeah, the guy who played Scorpion, he was not.
1: He was not. I think the one Asian. I think but the one that threw me off the most was Raiden. Oh
0: no, I'm not. Actually, no. The guy who was sub zero was not Asian, but the guy who played Reptile was. Reptile. Well, it.
1: I didn't say reptile. You didn't.
0: I I checked my notes. Good for Reptile. Good Asian. <laughs> Um, Sub Zero and Rhett Scorpion, shame on them.
1: Well, I just mean good for those characters, because you know, back well, in 1995, who was the who were the main Asian actors? We had what Jackie Chan. Well, what this here's the interesting thing, what
0: is Asian about? Like, how do you know that those characters are supposed to be Asian?
1: I guess that... Well, here's the... Okay, let me just explain. The part that looked, like, weird to me was Raiden. Because in the beginning...
0: Raiden is ridiculous. (laughs) He's he's supposed to be some god of the... Like, just going from the movie alone, I'm not even going by... Because, like, if you play Mortal Kombat and you know about all the lore and all that, you're going to have lots of little nitpicks and quibbles, I'm sure. But, like, if you just go by the movie this he's worshiped by by
1: are they these
0: Thai Thai people or whatever It's in
1: Th- I mean it's filmed in Thailand but I don't know if so they're supposed like to be of Thai.
0: Light. I don't know where it's supposed to be but they see, we're crossing over into the movie now but um yeah he's worshiped by Asian people but that doesn't mean he's got to be Asian if he's worshiped by Asian people. Listen Right?
1: It felt very out of place. But, but
0: the character's definitely supposed to be Asian. He's got the Asian hat, mm-hmm. the rice He's dressed hat, up like, like a ninja. And that's why. He's got the karate, like. Yeah, uh, he's got get the ki. Or the gi. The gi. Yeah, like, the gi. Definitely some Asian vibes. But that's what right I in. say
1: about, like like, Scorpion and Sub Zero. Like, they're dressed up like ninjas. That's Japanese culture.
0: I'm sure that there's lore about them that says that they're, like, I don't know. Are they even human?
1: Well, they're from the outer world.
0: Are they from outer world or are they like enslaved human warriors?
1: I guess that's a good question. I'm not entirely sure. I guess maybe let's let's come back to the let's come back to the Anyway, we'll get into this. It's good
0: to see an Asian actor as Raiden. It is.
1: It is. It felt very out of place in the old movie.
0: Uh yeah, it did. Although I have to say I love Chris. I always called him Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambay. I, I don't know. He's, is he French? Yeah, he's French. Lambay just sounds weird to me. So, but we can call him Christopher Lambay. I'll call him
1: Lambie.
0: Yeah, little lamb. He. I always loved him. <laughs> so I didn't have a problem with. Listen, him really I
1: don't much. love him as Raiden. I. <laughs>
0: we'll get into that later. Okay, Let's get back okay. to the new Mortal Kombat trailer. We've got Asians. Good for them. And um, what else do we got going Um, on in this trailer?
1: You know, one of my complaints is once again, Sonya does not look as buff as I feel she should. Yeah, because we
0: are in the age of like female MMA fighters. Like Ronda Rousey is super popular. Like we got buff ladies. We got got buff
1: ladies. Put them in your movies, please. There is, uh, men love buff ladies.
0: But you know what, Sonya is really not featured hardly at all in this in this trailer. I have to say she no, she has to... some of the most voiceover at the beginning. But in terms of the combat, we get mostly Sub Zero and Scorpion. And I feel like that's like obviously they're the most well known characters, right? And it's that true. makes sense. And you got to get your get over heres and your freezes and all your magics, and right? Whatnot, so. I don't
1: think I've ever talked to somebody about Mortal Kombat. I mean, like, what's your Mortal Kombat character? Oh, I love Sonya.
0: Yeah. Sonya Blade has always been just kind of like a walking pair of titties.
1: She's just there.
0: But it is what it is. I mean, we're not looking for character depth, but we just want a character that looks like they could kick ass.
1: Yeah, this is my problem with women in action movies is that they always cast these tiny little waif women, and I'm like, can you even pick up a toothpick?
0: Especially in the original, which we'll talk about, but... I don't know. I, I we'll see. We're gonna watch it. We'll see how she's portrayed. Maybe she's more. She's more muscly and more believable as an action. Listen,
1: I don't even need star. them to look jacked. I don't need them to look like professional weightlifters. But even just some tone. Yeah, just tone, some tone,
0: please. A little bit of tone and like some believable moves, because like martial arts isn't all about strength right i mean it's important but if you got the moves
1: right if you got like, the technique
0: do somebody who's stronger than you easily so
1: if you got the technique if you got the speed you can turn the tides in a martial art battle
0: mm-hmm. and i think you know in the original definitely sonya is all about them thighs and the leg moves because it's obvious that she doesn't have the upper body strength at all. Her her arms are like basically. They were doughy. Like, yeah, just doughy. Like not even thin and muscly, muscly but just doughy. They were a little bit. So doughy. you have to go with the legs. And that's cool. You know, you have a woman with these big muscly, muscly thighs. I mean,
1: like, look at Chun-Li from Street Fighter. Now that, I believe that. I'm buying that, that dragon, You believe what? That Chun-Li could kick my ass. And you, any what, man's what ass. What though, are
0: Choon, you talking about?
1: I guess from the game. I've never okay, seen the movies. so a
0: pixelated Oh, my God, could, a pixelated? I'm well, just saying, some this pretty... is, we're talking about realistic portrayals of <sighs> video game characters. I mean, like.
1: Okay. Well, touche. That's
0: what we're talking about here. So. So. All right. Uh, we you didn't know really what? talk about the trailer. Something so else I much. saw in the trailer that, you know, kind of was cool is there's a lot of violence in this trailer. Yeah. This is like a Red Man yeah. trailer. This is
1: rated R. So thank you for making it R. Because did you did you play the Mortal Kombat games when you were a kid?
0: Yeah, I, I played the second one mostly. Um, but we weren't allowed to play them like a whole lot. I don't even know if my parents knew that we were playing it. They must have. But yeah, because we weren't really allowed to play super violent stuff. But we definitely played Mortal Kombat 2 a lot, a lot.
1: Same, same. My parents, they were like, oh, this game is too violent.
0: Well, it's because there was just all that press about it. And yeah, well, well, it's not even that violent because it's like.
1: Well, now it's not, but it's kind of is really it violent. Is, it is, it is you but have, it's
0: like so pixelated. it's.
1: You have spines being ripped out. You have heads being cut off. You have people being eaten, souls being sucked out, and there's blood. They don't shy away from the blood. That's true.
2: There's
0: lots of viscera that gets splattered lots. all over the stage.
1: So, my parents also didn't want me playing it because we had a Sega Genesis. So, I would go down to my dear friend Christine's house mm. and we would play Mortal Kombat.
0: Were you any good?
1: No, of course not. I mean, I could do some of the special moves, but I didn't have any fatalities memorized. You
0: said you had a highlight moment. Right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, the highlight moment was like the one time I did a fatality without using the uh like the Nintendo Magazine cheat guide. It was from Baraka. It was so dramatic. The screen got dark and then woof, he cut off the person's head. Fatality.
0: Mm, yeah, I don't. I never was able to do the fatalities without like having. At next to me i was never good at remembering them
1: well and back in that day you didn't have the internet so you had to actually have a magazine that had the secrets in it i think we, we had the internet did we I, did. I don't we did well you did i had lots of computers we, in the house so we certainly did it in 1995 hell no but we
0: probably had the game guide too so that was i don't know if i was getting it from the internet or
1: what were you going to say you were excited about? Oh, the violence. Yeah, yes, the yes. Violence, More violence
0: portrayed in this trailer is great. What else? What else did you see? I don't
1: know. I, it was just a series of images. Like, I'm, I'm hyped for the movie. There was a really cool fight of what I'm guessing was a pre-Scorpion or someone related to Scorpion. Well, that
0: actor is dope. I love him. What's his name? I don't know. He's just, like, the stereotypical, like... Um,
1: is he Japanese? Yeah,
0: he's Japanese, but he's like he just always has that badass. He has that like perfect badass samurai look to him mm. and that feel. He's in um he's in the Last Samurai anyway. I like him, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's gonna maybe he'll be a pre a pre well yeah because pre- he was using scorpion.
1: He was using the chain thing, and as we learned, scorpion and Sub Zero are enslaved by Shang Tsung.
0: Well, I don't know if that's the lore. Or if that's just the, what they said in the movie. I don't know. Yeah, I mean they'll they'll give a, their own take on it, and uh, that to me says okay, we're gonna get some like some stuff from the past, mm-hmm. which is cool because you know there's so much history, there's so many different characters. We're gonna get Kung Lao.
1: Oh, I'm so excited for Kung Lao! I love Kung Lao.
0: And uh, some stuff that we didn't get in the original movie. Oh, do you and... think we'll
1: get a noob cybot?
0: No, no, probably not. But um. We'll definitely get lots of different characters, but there's one thing. No, there's two. Okay, no, there's three <laughs> things that I wanted to say about this trailer. Number one was a weird, really funny thing where they had, because they had the characters talking about some, one of the characters has a birthmark. Oh, and he's yeah. Like, it's a birthmark. And the other character says, what do you mean? And the girl's like, he's had it since he was born. <laughs> it's Like, okay, yeah,
1: that's that's what a birthmark is. is it had the same marking you do Cole it's a birthmark what do you mean? he was born with it
0: uh, and then there was a part um, at the end where they do the this thing with the music they try to do a nostalgia version of oh, the, the Mortal Kombat theme. Music, which yeah. Which is just like,
1: eh. We talked about that with the Space Jam, where they do yeah. like the slowed down, and that, super epic remix.
0: And th- But they don't even try to make it super epic. They just do the super chilled out version. And that's the thing, like, the first one, it got so hyphy. Why not go hyphy with this? Instead, they're going all dramatic and dark, and uh, these really muted colors, and like, making it super serious and I just wish that they would have just gone hyphy and you know, tried to leave out that 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 tone shift where like, oh, this is moral. this is a real Mortal Kombat movie.
1: This ain't your kids Mortal Kombat. This Mortal Kombat is for adults
0: Right. It's like, okay, well it can be for adults, it'd still be fun. That's what I'm worried about. I was I just hope that it's still fun. Uh and then the last thing, which is I, one of the things that I am actually most disappointed in, which is the CG Goro. What do you think about CG Goro?
1: Did we see CG Goro? Yeah,
0: he's shown in the trailer. CG oh, Goro.
1: I guess I blocked it out. I
0: think you blocked it out because it does look bad.
1: <laughs> does it look as bad as well, CG reptile? <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, I thought you were going to say it was a look as bad as a a practical Goro. No, because
1: they put CG Reptile into the original trailer. He
0: was actually heavily featured in the original trailer, the CG Reptile, which is the worst CG in the whole movie. Yeah, I would have...
1: I would have just put him not in any movie. I mean, the
0: CG in the other parts is Was fine. pretty good. But, like, CG like reptile. the reptile even in the other parts is fine. But that first scene, wherever he's, like, a statue, and then he turns into his green version or but whatever, the, that is, like, it looks like a so, scene out of Reboot or it's something. So it's so shitty. Like yeah, really well, he's,
1: he's, like, yellow and red and green, and he's, like, all these bright colors. So he literally... He literally just looks like he came out the computer. Yeah,
0: and yeah, he looks like a, like an image just right there on your screen. He doesn't look like he's blended in at no. all with the surroundings. And it's kind of like right in your face. And that's the scene they put in the trailer. It doesn't make any sense.
1: Right. I'm shocked. I'm shocked they showed that to the public. But you know what? At the time, they are probably like, oh, shit, we got these six CGI on Reptile. Oh, we got to show it off. Yeah. Look how good our graphics are.
0: But- You know, CG Goro, yeah, I don't know. And it didn't look like particularly good CG, you know, like it's not even on that like golem level. Because if you're going to do CG in a martial arts movie, you're going to have somebody fighting against something that's not real it needs to look like it's real. Like Gollum always looked like he was physically present.
1: I know, but that came out in like 2001, and I think they had a much bigger budget for Lord of the Rings, and they even like invented new technology.
0: Okay, so it's invented already. They have it. Like, use it. Lord
1: of the Rings came out in 2001. Uh, the the this came out in oh. Oh, you're talking about Goro.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, I'm talking about tech, Reptile. Okay. You can make a good Goro. Oh, yeah.
1: They have no excuses we'll right see now. see how
0: it looks, but I'm worried it's going to be like... And that's the thing. This movie, while the trailer focuses on the violence, it also really, really heavily focuses on the CG. And that's what makes me worried a little bit. Like, are we gonna have a CG nightmare clusterfuck mess?
1: Right, because the old movie is very practical. The original Mortal Kombat has a lot of practical scenes. Well, there's some
0: CG. There is. There's, there's a lot of CG. But there's
1: CG enhancement. There's a except lot of for CG reptile. Too. Except for Reptile. reptile,
0: Sub Zero, Scorpion all have a lot of CG going on. Yeah, but so there's a Shang, lot of practical stuff. There's a lot of CG actually in the movie, but. The core of the fights is mostly just practical stuff, right? Um, and they're really going balls to the wall on the CG in the fights. It looks like with right, the, with especially Sub Zero is so heavily featured in this trailer.
1: Yeah, well, that's because everybody loves Sub Zero. He was who my main.
0: Who doesn't love Sub Zero? Who doesn't? That's what? just my, you know, I I always I'm always gonna say the same thing about CG versus practical. I just love practical effects because they're just so much more fun to look at and to like wonder about and they just kind of they stimulate the imagination as opposed to something that's obviously something somebody drew up in a computer
1: right they have a weight in the world because they physically exist mm-hmm. it's not just somebody messing around with a, a ball and a green suit they're actually fighting or doing these things you know
0: all right, so I think maybe it's time for us to get into the. Well, let me check my notes here. Uh, what was the film which we watched last
1: night? We watched the cinematic classic from nineteen ninety five. Uh, yes,
0: I see. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Okay, that was the movie the, which we watched.
1: The movie was Mortal Kombat. It's from nineteen ninety five. The release date was August eighteenth. It had a budget of eighteen million. And on opening night, it was number one.
0: Yeah, it was really popular.
1: It was really, really popular. It did was you hot see shit this in theaters. I did not, mm. but I certainly watched it on TNT or TBS mm. anytime it was on.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think I saw it in theaters, but maybe I did. I'm not sure.
1: I oh. mean, we were six when it came out, so I don't know if your parents are trying to take you to see Mortal Combat. Although you know, yeah, my parents but
0: I had two older brothers and like if they was going to see Mortal Kombat, I was probably going to yeah. see Mortal Kombat. So
1: True, true. Uh, who's the director?
0: Uh it's Paul W period S period Anderson. And uh well we could talk more about that, that later if you want, like when we get into the technical aspects. Mm. Or we could talk about that now. Well let's just
1: can you tell us a little bit about his other work?
0: Yeah, I mean, one of his most popular movies is uh, Event Horizon. That's kind of regarded as one of his, maybe his only good movie, depending on who you talk right. to. Right, uh, maybe. <gasps> but I mean, we watched. So we watched a video about a, a review of that from uh, Red Letter Media recently. And you know, like Jay on that, he was talking about Paul Anderson's movies, and you know, was talking about Mortal Combat. And he was talking about how some people think Mortal Kombat is good.
1: No, they pretend it's good. Well, they
0: believe that it's good. I mean, I don't think "pretend" is the right word because he—I think he did use that word. Yeah,
1: everybody pretends they love it.
0: But I think that people genuinely, like—they're not lying. I think people no. genuinely think that's good, or or that they like it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that will be an interesting thing to think about today. You know, is it good? Is it bad? person movie club <laughs> and moral combat you know i typically agree 100 with these with the red letter media guys but you know moral combat i don't know i think it's up in the air and i don't think we should decide yet until after we've mm-hmm. talked
1: i agree i because i want to talk about it because i am not quite decided yet but hang on let me reel it back and talk a little bit about paul ws anderson okay. because he did direct more than event or horizon mm-hmm. he actually became pretty Known for doing video game movies because yes. he did a very popular franchise, yes, that is the Resident Evil franchise. Right, he did all the way up to like number six or seven.
0: Yeah, and he, I had read that he said that he did that, that he was inspired to do that because of what happened with the Mortal Kombat series, with the second movie being like garbage, a total flop, garbage, and he felt like you know he kind of did them dirty by not sticking around because he decided to do invent horizon instead of um, the second world Combat* movie. And so with the resident evil films, he was like, okay, well, if I stick around, it's my way of shepherding it and making sure that it, you know, stays close <laughs> to my <laughs> vision, <laughs> which I don't know if, Paul, I don't know, Paul, if your vision, if it was that good, if we should have stuck <laughs> to your vision because your vision,
1: right. It was a questionable. Blurry. You know what vision I liked? He did Pandorum. I really liked that movie.
0: He did Pandora.
1: Yeah. He also no. did Alien vs Predator.
0: I know he did AVP, but he did not do Pandora. That's
1: what is. That's what is IMDb said. Let's
0: take it to the streets on okay. this one. Because, you want to pause? Uh, we'll cut this out later. But I don't know where you got this idea. About I
1: got Pandorum. it from IMDb.
0: Because Pandorum is a serious this is a serious film that's a good film it's
1: not a serious
0: <laughs> film director christian alvart producer paul ws anderson
1: okay so he was a producer okay, okay. So
0: he had some money and he paid them Wolken? he gave them money and said yeah, hey okay. that movie sound good fine
1: fine okay. but maybe he was involved some producers are really hand oh, on yeah.
0: i'm sure he was involved a little bit i mean he has some talent for sure as a director and as a storyteller but That movie was far beyond his ability as a storyteller. He he doesn't have the perfect record. He can't make a good movie. He just can't.
1: I don't know why you're dissing on him. I like Event Horizon. You told me that it was your favorite scary
0: movie. It's it is one of my all time favorite movies, but it has a lot of shortcomings. And like we're talking about the Red Layer Media review, they bring up a lot of the shortcomings, and you know I can't deny that. But it's still like enjoyable. Yeah, I love that movie, but he can't. He just can't make, like, a real movie. No. Like, a perfect movie. He he, can't do it.
1: He can't break through to making something that's amazing. Yeah. He can make something that's very entertaining.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what he goes for. And that's kind of his problem, is that he just doesn't have that big picture where he can see the whole project from the eagle eye perspective. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... And really shape it into like one cohesive piece of art. Mm. Kind of, It's kind of like a little bit janky, his style.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's good at the scenes, but the in-between bits, that's where you kind of lose steam. Yeah. And that's, and- that's kind of true of Mortal Kombat because I feel like there are some scenes where I'm like, whoa, and then there's some scenes where I'm like, can we just move on from this?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then uh, yeah, very interesting about Paul w- W.S. Anderson, he's now, he's the video game guy, so he's doing Monster Hunter now.
1: Well, he did Monster Hunter, starring Tony did Shaw. Did it come out already? I think it did, but.
0: I've heard literally nothing, nothing about this movie. Nothing. I saw ads for it all the time on Facebook and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'd see that. I'd see that. And then it, I guess it just, because the ad stopped, the movie must have come out. <laughs> That's the only way.
1: But you don't see I anybody know. talking about it. I so. have heard
0: literally no one say anything about it, good or bad. So but I'm assuming it's bad.
1: I love Tony Ja, He's amazing.
0: And do you know that Mila Jovovich is actually his wife, Paul W. Anderson's wife?
1: Aw, good for him.
0: I wonder if they got together. They must have been together before for Resident, Resident Evil, Evil.
1: Maybe. But
0: like... I know we brought up Mila Jovovich's titties before in a previous podcast, so
1: so what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> just giving a call back. bring them back. Yeah, first Resident Evil movie, you get to see them. They're all right. Small. So
1: who's all in this movie? Are there any any big names?
0: Um, oh,
1: Christopher Lambay plays Raiden. Um, L- let's listen.
0: Yeah, you want to talk about the actor? I mean, I, we could do that now. I was just
1: gonna go through it briefly. Okay. Yeah. We got so- Robin Show, who was uh. I guess he was a stuntman in Hong Kong, and mm-hmm. he plays Liu Kang. Yeah. So he actually had a lot to do with some of the production. I yeah. we'll talk about that later. Uh, we got Lyndon Ashby as Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. We got Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa as Shang Tsung. Yes. We have Bridget Williams Samp- Samp- Sampas? Sampas as Sonia. Uh, she was actually just getting done filming Billy Madison. She was, uh, what was her name? Valerie Vaughn? Veronica Vaughn. So hot. Want to touch the hiney. <laughs> <laughs> and then
0: you, you had a bunch of actual martial artists playing the ninja characters, which was really cool. Mm. And we'll talk more about that later. Uh, and then Goro was played by like a dozen people. Yeah. 13 to 16 <laughs> people were on which the Goro cool. puppet. Yeah, that's the cast.
1: Well, We got Talisa Soto on Kitana, mm. which it kind of drives me nuts that Kitana's name is K I T A N oh, A. Kitana. Kitana, not- Well,
0: it's not Katana like a sword. No, that's
1: I know, but obviously like
0: you want it to that be. That
1: was the inspiration. I don't know why they couldn't have just named her Katana.
0: Yeah, we'll talk more about the cast and the crew and the the production and you know the the technical aspects of Mortal Kombat later but uh let's, let's just get into the plot and uh, i award you you know i award you one sentence
1: Earth's greatest fighters are invited to a tournament in which the fate of the earth is at stake. Yeah. I should have added in a part about how they would be fighting mon- monsters, magical ninjas, sorcerers.
0: You could do that, but Yeah, I mean, it's the plot that uh, a lot of people seem to have a problem with with this movie, which is that like there isn't really much of a plot. Well, uh,
1: Raiden explains it to us, and when you think about it, it doesn't really make any sense because he says that there's this emperor who goes around taking over worlds, and he took over outworld, and now he's trying to come to Earth, but he can't invade Earth until he wins Ten bouts of Mortal Kombat.
0: Why doesn't that make sense to you?
1: Well, why does he? Why can't? Why does he have to do the Mortal Kombat? Well, why? Because there's he just...
0: gods and rules and stuff. Like, you know.
1: Well, why couldn't they just make the rules and say, like, no, you can't just destroy worlds. Well,
0: I don't know. I guess that's somewhere in the lore of Mortal Kombat. But like the the gods are omnipotent, but they don't they don't meddle. You know, like. So essentially, if the if the people of this world aren't strong enough to kind of like defend themselves, like Mortal Kombat's kind of a system set up to. Uh, allow worlds to kind of protect themselves, and if they can't, then they get they get invaded. That's okay, just but how it works.
1: But certainly, Raiden did some meddling. I saw him put the water buckets down. I thought he had brain damage, but apparently, <laughs> apparently, there was a purpose, and it was to meddle.
0: Yeah, he's pro human. He's pro Earth. You know, Christopher Lambay. He's uh. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Finally somebody understands. Oh,
1: my favorite is when he says you if you don't win billions will die. <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he I guess that his uh performance there was some ad-libbing there. I don't know if the laughs were ad-libbed by him or if they were just I think they he were was just um, like oh sorry I laughed just cut and then they just kept it in.
1: I think they were ad-lib because Especially Johnny Cage and Raiden, they were both encouraged to ad lib.
0: Yeah, I I really like the way Raiden's portrayed in this movie, because uh, it's like he he's kind of the through line of carrying the characters from thing to thing. He often appears in between the fights to kind of to give the, <laughs> the fighters <laughs> weird advice that doesn't make any no sense. No advice, it's- usually yeah he just kind of laughs at their play right he's
1: like ha, 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 you humans
0: yeah but you I, might all die i like that he's kind of weird like that and he's not
1: i don't know i feel like every single line he has sounds like it's been 80 yard <laughs> every single one well
0: christopher lambert's voice is just like that really weird voice and his it's like hit. coffee
2: <laughs> yeah
0: and his mouth the way that it moves Man, I don't I don't know. It just has a really weird sound <laughs> to it, and but that's part of what I love about him. Uh, but so he's famous for being the Highlander. That's his most popular role.
1: Uh, I've never seen the Highlander.
0: Yeah, um, we we should definitely do a podcast on that because I love I love that movie. And um, actually, interesting enough, the the writer for this movie, Kevin Droney. He was a writer for the Highlander. I think the series, though.
1: Well, apparently they wanted Sean Connery.
0: And he's also in Highlander.
1: Well, this is really funny. So before we get into some fun facts, I'll say that all all of my fun facts came from a 2015 Hollywood Reporter article where they got the cast together and they interviewed them about filming. Mm. And the article is called Mortal Kombat, untold story of the movie that kicked the hell out of everyone
0: Mm, mm. I didn't read that article but that's oh it was really
1: good it was really really good and so that's where most of my because they interview most of the people the producer the actors I don't know if they have the writer in there, but yeah, they got lots of people. And apparently, they had asked Sean Connery to play Raiden, but I guess he just wanted to go golfing, (laughs) and he didn't want to do a very physical role. Well, it's not a very
0: physical role, though. No, it's not. I don't think that Christopher Lambert fights at all in the movie. He shoots some lightning bolts at people, but that didn't really happen, so I don't think he had to be too physical.
1: Right, right. But he just, he's just Sean an old Connery. man. But he Sean wanted Connery to play golf. But wasn't
0: that old. This was like 25 years ago. He could have certainly Listen. stood around and shot lightning bolts at people. Listen. CG. He just he wanted, wanted to golf. play That's golf. He fine. wanted I'm to play I'm glad golf. we got Christopher Bay because Sean Connery would have been a different vibe, I'm sure.
1: hmm Right. So here's the film starts out with the gathering of the heroes. So we see them like living their own lives and stuff. And somehow they get... Well, it
0: starts, it starts out with the dream sequence, ah. but it's not really a dream, I guess it really did happen, of Shang Tsung killing
1: Luke Lu Kang's, Kang's brother. brother. What's his name? Chan?
0: And uh, we get Shang Tsung, get introduced to Shang Tsung. Your
1: brother's soul is mine. You are next. next. And... Holy shit. Shang Tsung was here for a second. <laughs> I, I was really scared for my soul. I'm actually
0: not Ross. I was just playing. I was oh my morphed god. into Ross. Are you gonna?
1: Are you gonna turn into Shang Tsung? I just did. Oh my god!
0: And you know, then Liu Kang wakes up in a cold sweat, and you see his. Uh, he got up some mail from his home that's like brother dead, come home.
1: It's like you really couldn't write anything more than that how's grandpa doing how (laughs) is the temple
0: yeah i mean i guess they're just not like they don't use technology too much back in the 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 temple of light so they just kind of told somebody like oh go send this message
1: Uh, maybe right so then after we're introduced to Liu kang we do we go to who's next sonia
0: sonia we get them all kind of like interspersed but we get that scene with sonia and Jack in the in the club
1: which i just okay so picture this dear listener picture that you're just at a club you're having fun dancing and then suddenly you get concussed by a small woman who just beats you with her gun so you move out of the way <laughs>
0: yeah she needs to learn the way to move through a crowd like you gotta get with the music a little bit and sort of vibe through you can't just come in with your shotgun and just like gun butt the shit out of people as they're dancing that's not the way right
1: that scene really kind of bothered me because (laughs) she finds kano in the club but of course she has to wade through the crowd of people and you know the club is packed wall to wall so instead of just like even just pushing her way through she's literally gun smacking every single person in her way just boom, boom, but that's
0: not the way to sneak up on somebody in like no. a crazy club i mean he already knew she was but there like, but how
1: do you just run around hitting people those people in the club were innocent it's not like they were hiding kano they didn't have anything to do with kano but i guarantee you if it was real life at least three of those people had concussions well, what is what is Sonia even? Because we know her partner dies. Is she a cop? Is she Special Forces? What is she? I think
0: she's some sort of like Interpol, kind of like a world police type organization. Oh. You know, like uh, she doesn't work for like the FBI. But she's some something above that. But um, it's weird because I don't know why she's important to this story. Like. Why did Shang Tsung want her so bad? Well, well, it's obvious that he's like into her physically, but
1: yeah, yeah, that was really weird. That 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 plot was never resolved. It just it seemed like he just had the hots for her, and that's why she got chose because I mean she won her fight against Kano, so clearly Sonya Blade has some skills. But I just don't feel confident that she's one of Earth's strongest no, warriors. No, I'm not <laughs>
0: confident either,
1: especially without her guns. And I don't think Kano would
0: have lost either if like Shang Tsung hadn't told him like don't kill her. Like Kano uh, only didn't kill only want lost because Shang Tsung didn't allow him to kill her. Right. Right. Like,
1: right. Right. She he wasn't allowed to hurt her. Yeah. So I don't. I I don't know. Sonya's yeah. entrance is really and funny. She has this
0: giant light on her gun for some reason, where like there would normally be like a scope or something. She just has this light that's the entire length. <laughs> of the barrel of her shotgun and well, it's really it's, comical that
1: she could see in the nightclub <laughs> yeah. it's not a day club. I mean,
0: it's dark in the nightclub It's dark.
1: she's got to be able to see the innocent people she brutally bludgeons
0: <laughs> I guess they have the technology to install a fake mecha eyeball in somebody's head but the light the flashlight tech is still
1: no it's still a little, little barbaric in this world Sonya Don't get on that thing. Hey, Sonya. And then we get introduced to Johnny Cage, which his entrance was pretty fun. And, you know, they did kind of trick me because when he was fighting in the scene, I was like, "Ooh, this fighting is. Yeah, it looks
0: really bad. And I don't know if that was intentional to be like, oh, this is a Hollywood scene. Right. It's not going to look. It looks fake. I don't know if that maybe if the movie's smart enough to do that. If if uh, old W. S. Anderson was thinking about that, or if that's just the way that it came off. I, I mean,
1: may, it could have also come off like that because maybe the the people like the people Johnny Cage was fighting in the movie, maybe they weren't martial artists. So that kind of...
0: Well, yeah, because then at the end of that scene, he's like, this is the part where you fall down and the guy like...
1: You know, then it's, it's then revealed that it was just a movie the whole time because they yeah. try and trick you to make you think that, oh, no, he's getting attacked.
0: Right. But I, I really like that scene, just like the way that it's framed like a Hollywood movie with the big hangar doors and the space and like the
1: you got stephen king sitting on his floating director's chair whatever not stephen king Steven spielberg
0: yeah apparently that was supposed to actually be Steven spielberg
1: but he was busy yeah yeah so
0: they just got a guy who really really looks like him
1: (laughs) yeah which they they did a good job yeah i never never noticed that before
0: definitely supposed to be a spielberg lookalike yeah, and then Johnny Cage. You know, this is the thing, too. It's like Johnny Cage gets invited to Mortal Kombat by Shang Tsung morphing, doing a shape-shifting thing. But why didn't he just do that with Sonya, too? That's What, what was the I point was gonna, of Kano?
1: I was going to ask you that. Why did they have to trick Sonya? Why couldn't Shang Tsung have just come and said come to the tournament
0: yeah he or he could have been kano and like lured her in right but i guess he did, was too busy he couldn't do he, all was the, too he couldn't <laughs> be in la and hong kong at the same time
1: right so. he had a lot of work to do he did he did He did.
0: and he seemed to be able to pull it off pretty well
1: what did you think about the actors and actresses portraying these characters well let, let's
0: get into that later okay because there's a lot to talk about there but i want to just talk about the movie
1: okay 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 so yeah, they get invited to the tournament. Um, I think one of my favorite scenes in the movie is Liu Kang and Johnny Cage meeting for the first time.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, that that moment's really fun because. So what what happens? He has his luggage there. Yeah, and he Liu has. A, comes up.
1: Yeah, he has a bunch of luggage. Liu Kang doesn't even come up to him. He just walks by him, and I guess, I guess jo- he
0: assumes because he's Asian that he's like a. Just a dock him. worker, or yeah.
1: something
0: cuz i guess are they in asia at that point or I in
1: hong kong where are so? they so i think they're somewhere I think on, they in hong say kong
0: it's in hong kong
1: yeah cuz remember johnny cage sees the one guy art reading the newspaper and he takes it and it's all in chinese yeah so i'm pretty sure they're in hong kong so anyways johnny cage is standing there Liu kang walks by johnny cage like stops him and he says hey buddy i got some money for you if you'll take my suitcase aboard and Liu Kang's like, what? And he's like, money, suitcases, on the boat. And Luke Kang's like, oh, okay, I get it. So he takes the money, he picks up the suitcase, and then he just drops it immediately into the water.
0: And Johnny Cage is like, good thing I didn't ask him to park the car.
1: Right, which... I- I don't know. There's something that I really love about this interaction because, first off, we see that even though Liu Kang is the hero of the movie, he's not some kind of pushover. He's not some kind of awkward goody-two-shoes. He's, yeah. he's got he's got a little got bit spunk. of he's got spunk. He's got mis- mischief. A little bit of mischief mm-hmm. about him. And then I love Johnny Cage's reaction because you expect him to be all Ugh, uh, the nerd, but he's just like, Ugh, yeah. at least it wasn't my car.
0: Yeah, it's got that good tone of being like humorous but not dramatic or like right so right it's, it really works and that whole that's the whole th- like Johnny Cage's whole character is comic relief in this whole movie it
1: is but I like I like that even though he was a dick and asking Liu Kang to carry the bags his reaction to losing a whole suitcase worth of clothes was just like wow oh, well I guess I got what I deserved yeah
0: and it's it, the saga of his suitcases throughout the movies. <laughs> really good because
1: what, one could say they were his co-star
0: <laughs> he falls very <laughs> silly into the water when oh. they're getting off the boat
1: yeah that's really hilarious because the, he's so he's like stiff. focused he's on so it so stiff with the bags that he just falls he just over falls
0: straight in and then they're walking up the stairs and he keeps dropping his suitcases and you see them like you know far cg shot like sliding down the stairs and <laughs> yeah very silly <laughs> And uh, so, yeah that that the relationship between the three main characters, like
1: I like the broship between yeah. Liu Kang and Johnny Cage. It's
0: good and like very simplistic, but believable and easy for the characters to get invested in those three main characters.
1: Right, because like you said, it's just it, their relationship is not dramatic at all. Mm-hmm. You know, even though they like razz each other and they're kind of dicks, it's all in good fun.
2: All right, tough guy, you want to get no do you hi I'm Johnny Cage and you are
1: where's Kano
2: I don't know who you're talking about but I'm sure I can help you find him out of my way just another starstruck fan huh yeah
0: and they they all uh they all like are just down with the mortal Kombat. <laughs> from like pretty quickly they get down like that just like okay more combat's a thing sure magic sure
1: Sure. why not well actually there is the scene where the three of them it's like isn't it after the feast and the three of them run into shang Tsung, and he brings out a group of guys to fight him but then raiden comes down and he's like doing a lot of electric stuff well
0: there's two scenes there's one when they first get on the boat and he introduces them to scorpion and sub-zero and Sonya like brings the his gun, gun out, out and then gets the gun gets frozen and you know then Raiden comes in and it's like acting as their protector and then they have a scene where they're like okay yeah there's a Sonya says oh there's a logical explanation and Lu- Liu Kang's like yeah he's the, he's the god of thunder and lightning like
2: that's the explanation right Got a guy with things coming out of his hand. We got another guy who freezes stuff, and then there's a man who, as far as I can tell, is made out of electricity. I mean, how did he disappear like that? What is going on here? Who is this guy? Let's just think this
1: through. There is a rational explanation for this.
2: He's Raiden, god of lightning and protector of, of earth.
1: Liu Kang is ready to take this all in stride because he, well, he's been told his whole life about these he things, didn't and believe it's, it, before, but but it but. seems like it seems like his temple chose him to fight in the Mortal Kombat, and he denied the he's life.
0: He's the chosen one.
1: Yeah. Liu Kang is the chosen one. He said he's the descendant of Kung Lao, which yeah. I don't know if in this new movie he'll be someone separate, but it seems like Kung Lao is some kind of ancient hero. But, yeah, they kind of take it in stride. Even Sonya, you know, she has a moment where she's like, oh, my um, my communicator won't work. And Liu Kang says, look at your compass, yeah, and the compass yeah. is spinning. and she- I like
0: that moment. 'Cause it's like grounds the the rules of the world. Yeah. And it's like, oh wow, there's some weird stuff happening. Right.
1: It it lets you know we we might not be on Earth anymore. We might, yeah. might not be in our reality. But, but it, where
0: is that island supposed to be anyway? I don't It's not Outworld. Know. But I it's
1: think not it's Earth I think it's supposed to be maybe somewhere on Earth where, you know, the veil between Earth and Outworld is very thin. Mm. Maybe. like a ley line or something.
0: Yeah, I'm not really sure, but it's probably something like that.
1: But can we come back to the boat? Because one of the yeah. funniest moments happens on the boat. So as we were saying, everybody just accepts this really easily. Johnny Cage does have a moment where he's all, what the heck was that? That guy was shooting lightning and then he disappeared. And yeah. He's made out of electricity. He
0: has a moment like, oh, what's next? What's this?
1: And he's like, oh, but, no. But that's it. That's it. He th- th- that's it. He's fine. He's totally fine for the rest of the movie.
0: Well, he uh, he's always exasperated. Like he ha- he has a moment where he he has like a die a Bruce Willis moment. Where oh Bruce yeah. Bruce Willis is crawling in the vents in Die Hard, and he's like, "Oh, come to the party. It'll be fun. They said have a few drinks, have a few laughs." And he has a kind of a moment like that where it's clearly um sort of a Die Hard esque. Right. Comic relief moment.
2: Come to a little tournament, he said.
0: Be good for the career, he
2: said. Yeah, we're right.
0: But yeah, there's no, none of the characters really care that this crazy shit's happening right. that much. Right. It's not dra- dramatized. Right,
1: and nobody is says I'm not doing this and you can't make me. No. Even Sonya, who is all, I just want to fight Kano, is totally down. But she only has one fight, and it's with Kano. So Yeah. yeah so, apparently, uh, there
0: was another fight uh, for her that was written in the yeah. script, but didn't get filmed.
1: Right. She was supposed to fight and, Jade. Uh, I
0: think that would have actually. I And I think that was probably a good idea, given who they got to play Sonya. She's um, probably yeah. the weakest link in the we movie. Did,
1: well, she also had the least amount of time to train. So when they were on set, she actually had to train in between and her fight with kano was one of the last ones filmed
0: Mm. well her yeah she's one of the weakest i think one of the weakest casting choices and one of the weakest actors and so i think that having her fight one less time is probably good for the movie (laughs) Yeah, uh, but any- that is one thing that's definitely missing. It's like, oh, she came here and she just fought once. Why is she one right. of the three and the, destined warriors? And then
1: she just got kidnapped. And it was the same. Yeah. It was the same with Katana. Katana had one fight against Liu Kang, in which she basically just was. Uh, she gave him some advice, and then she lost.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that that's a problem with this movie. It's like, for being a movie about Mortal Combat, this tournament of like deadly combats there's not really that many combats no
1: no and actually the original cut of the film had even less combats in fact the two most iconic combats were added after
0: (laughs) exactly exactly so you wonder what the movie looked like before the combats were added
1: well apparently people were really hyped about it but a hundred percent of test audiences agreed more more fights added yeah do you know which two fights were added afterwards
0: Uh, the 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 one where um Scorpion and Johnny Cage fight in the hell realm mm-hmm. and the one where um Luke King and Reptile fight in Outworld.
1: Yes, which are, th- are the, best, uh, the two. best two fights.
0: And uh, and yeah, both of those fights were mostly choreographed by Luke the actor who played Luke King, Robin Shao. and it shows that he has like the practical yeah. knowledge well, abs- uh, and he he implemented like wire fighting techniques yes. from his, yeah. his kung fu days
1: they say that this is the first western movies that brought the high the hong kong wire martial arts to the west yeah and you know the movie they kept bringing up which was very popular was the matrix mm-hmm. but this movie did it be how many years four years before the matrix and that's because like you said robin show robin chow show Not sure. robin chow show he was a stuntman in hong kong and paul anderson said i trust you show choreograph the fights well
0: i think it was actually the choreographer because they had another uh. choreographer and i guess they wanted to do reshoots and robin show was like okay well i'll take care of the choreography for the reshoots and they were like yeah okay and so he he got he, he, was, he, had a good, he had a hand in the production of the, the rest of the movie, too. But in those reshoot fights, he was like the main choreographer or had a much, hard, much larger role in it. Right,
1: so. right. And I think that was genius because, like we said, those two fights are the best fights. Yeah.
2: Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant.
1: He even convinced... uh, What's her homie's name? He even convinced Lyndon Ashby, the guy that plays Johnny Cage, to do most of his stunts during the Scorpion fight. Yeah,
0: and he got fucked up. He got
1: fucked up because apparently he was wearing these pads on his back and Scorpion accidentally kicked in between the pads and bruised his... Was it kidney?
0: Yeah, he bruised his kidney. Apparently he was pissing blood. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) he... The I think Paul Anderson said that he was like popping Advils like Tic Tacs. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Or yeah, like M and M's. And it's the same with the Robin Show's fight against Reptile. He bruised or broke three ribs during that fight.
0: Yeah, Robin Show said he rated his fights in terms from like a one to three in terms of how many ribs he got broken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. one with Reptile was a three because uh. apparently, like, like I said, the ninjas were actual like world class martial artists. So. The guy who plays Scorpion, uh, his name is Chris Casamasa, and um, he's a ninth-degree black belt in Red Dragon Karate. I guess that's just something he made up, but, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. He's, like, a, a real martial artist. Uh, Sub-Zero was uh, Francois Petit. He's, like, a, another world-class martial Monsieur artist. Monsieur Petit. And then Reptile, uh, played by Keith Cook, and he... He's a- he actually is Asian. Good for him. <laughs> he has an Asian last name, but he like it was a decision for him to go with the more Western because uh, he's like a half. I think he's half Japanese. Okay. But he was he's like a big time. He's like uh won so many like world martial arts championships and stuff and he actually auditioned for the part of Liu kang really yeah and he he plays sub-zero in the sequel really in annihilation oh that's funny yeah it's kind of cool
1: i love robin show so much i love him so much Ross.
0: <laughs> do you love him or do you love his hair
1: i love his hair his
0: hair is really good and it's a similar style to what you're rocking these days
1: it is a similar but it's much more feathery there's much more volume and much Mm. more mass yeah those beach scenes he's looking like a snack yeah like i'm not usually like oh my goodness dearie me but woof you look good Mm. with them pants
0: Pants? Them pants? What's up with his
1: pants? Well he's got the like kind of like high waisted, tight around the waist. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so <laughs> and then they're like kind of loose around his thighs. But then he's wearing these boots so it's all tight around his calves. It's a really good look.
0: Yeah, he looks he looks cool in this movie and um like you said, the moisture of the Thailand islands was making his volume boost
1: yeah he got a big volume boost and i just like the way he plays the character like i was saying he's not like some kind of pushover he's got a little bit of an edge to him but he's also you know charismatic and serious Mm -hmm.
0: so yeah when they go they go on the boat
1: he was my favorite in the movie for sure easily really really Mm -hmm. i guess maybe shang seng shang is
0: definitely my favorite in the movie for sure but um you know his his voice the so we were talking like the actors the actor who plays him his name is carrie carrie hiroyuki tagawa and like his voice is so good in the way he delivers his lines
1: oh he was 110 percent every cut <laughs> yeah
0: he was taking it even to the next level like He was at soap opera levels of just, like, ham and...
1: Yeah, which works for this movie. That's the thing about the original Mortal Kombat is it is full of ham. It is so full of ham it could be an Easter dinner. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean,
0: Liu Kang. Mm -hmm. Liu Kang didn't really bring that much ham. He was just kind of kind of normal it was level. a
1: little bit hammy but johnny cage was full johnny of ham cage and raiden Lambert,
0: yeah like and shang song so.
1: shang song and just
0: and uh kano Kain- is ridiculous oh in this movie.
1: oh my god i forget
0: what his the actor who plays his name is but you know the thing is the character of kano is another one that's supposed to be asian actually you know, really? kano is a japanese oh word, but then
1: like, but then, because the the actor did such a good job in yeah, this movie, they, they retconned it. it in the games.
0: Right, which is cool. Right. Uh, but I
1: hated. Okay, Kano's actor did a really, really good job because I hated him. He was so
0: he's so gross. Gross
1: in the scene where he's eating and talking to Goro, and the food is just constantly in his ha- mouth. Yeah, and like hanging and he out, like
0: spits it out. Yeah,
1: but then there's still more food in his mouth. <laughs> How? How?
0: Yeah, I really like that scene of like just all three of the villains. That that scene brings a lot to the movie because it's like it just gives them all a lot of character and.
1: Right, um, I love seeing I love seeing villains existing on screen without without the heroes. heroes. Yes, definitely. Yes.
2: Mm. See me, I believe in a fair fight. You know, one on one, man to man. Hand to hand, just like my daddy taught me. But what I saw up there was not very fair. So then he freezes this guy, right? And then he explodes. I could see his guts
1: and everything. <laughs> Almost lost my lunch.
0: Disgusting. And yeah, Shang Tsung's voice. Oh,
2: salt is
0: mine. And I always remember our friend Will from Vietnam. Mm. He thought about like. Because <laughs> Liu Kang wakes up from the dream <laughs> seeing this. Right. But then, like, think about the next night. It w- would have been cool if he, if uh, Shang Tsung had killed Liu Kang's other, uh, like, his cousin is like your cousin's soul is mine, <laughs> and then the next morning, your second cousin, soul <laughs> is mine, and then the next morning, your twice removed brother's cousin's
1: friend's roommate is mine, you know, like
0: the joke from <laughs> right, Spaceballs, right?
1: Your best friend's uncles, mothers, pets. Dog's soul is it's mine.
0: mine. <laughs> yeah. I could just listen to him say that over and over again. And it's right, so good. right.
2: Your soul is mine.
0: So yeah, we got to the island on the creepy boat, and at that point, we're kind of introduced to all the characters. And it
1: looks fucking awesome. The island they filmed on scene in Thailand, and some of the beaches they filmed on were inaccessible they literally had to go to work on canoes and boats every day
0: yeah why did we really did was that necessary well that was Paul anderson?
1: those were the beaches that anderson liked yeah, that was where what like, he liked
0: surely we could have spent that money better like on a more <laughs> accessible beach
1: well they didn't have to because christopher lambay was so kind <laughs>
0: What do you mean Christopher Lambay was so kind?
1: Well, did you read about what uh like about budget problems? Because well, yeah, tr- he
0: wasn't gonna no. he wasn't gonna come to Thailand. Right.
1: He was the most expensive member of the cast and they only had enough money to pay him for the couple of weeks that they were filming in was it Los Angeles?
0: Most likely. Whatever.
1: Filming in California. But, and, you know, Anderson was all, well, we can just use a lookalike. We can just use a stand-in and we'll just do really wide shots. When Lambay found out, he was like, oh, no, boo-boo, I'm coming. It would be better
0: if I come. And so he he agreed to do it at no extra cost. Right,
1: He did it at no extra cost. And then when the filming was done, he paid for the wrap party. Yeah,
0: he's a real G-
1: and I um, guess he also, just because he was the most experienced person on set, this was Anderson's second film. His first film was Shopping. Right. And this was, so he was very nervous. He got what? How what was the budget? $18 million. And Christopher Lambay, you know, he's a professional, he's a big dog in the business at this point. And he had a very chill attitude on set. Mm-hmm. And he was very relaxed. And Anderson said that set the tone for the whole of filming mm-hmm. because Anderson was so nervous, but he would just look to Lambay and be like, well, if Lambay is chill, I should be chill.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's why I'm saying, like, Paul Anderson, that we really need to ship everyone out to this remote island just so we could get a couple shots of a beach. Whenever There were m- a
1: lot of beach shots. That's it, where, all the, like, a okay, lot of the fighting yeah, happened. There's a
0: lot of shots of the beaches, but, like, a lot of the movie happens on these, like, really... I mean, I like the sets in this movie.
1: I love the sets in this they're, movie. They're,
0: they're kind of cheap looking. I mean, there's no way to get around it. And you wonder, okay, if we took some of the money from shipping <laughs> everyone out to their most remote beach in the world and put it into the sets, maybe the movie would have had a more even look to I it. I thought
1: they did a really good job with the sets. <laughs> I thought it looked awesome. There were a lot of details. There were so many monster statues. Yeah, okay, but
0: like... I the loved monster it. monster statues... You know they got a lot of work out of the monster statues. Every shot was like, okay, started zoomed on the monster statue <laughs> and then pan out. Like they were using them so much, and I don't know. I just because Paul Anderson was so inexperienced making this movie, and yeah, Christopher lambay was all in the back, like, yeah, just don't worry about it, we'll be fine. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that that was that was a good influence for him because he needed somebody to like calm him down.
2: One of you three will decide the outcome of the tournament. The fate of billions will depend upon you.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he needed a pop bear. And apparently
0: he didn't even know how to shoot action shots either.
1: Like, right, right. Apparently they were filming these fights on the shots. beach and they were all wide shots and the fighters were getting exhausted because they had to do it again and again and again. And Robin Show, who is, you know, in a lot of fighting movies as a stuntman came up to him and was all, you you, you do know how to film fight sequences, don't you?
0: <laughs> yeah, like you do wide shots to get the, the, the idea of what's happening and then you get the close-ups uh, to show, you know.
1: You do the close-ups to get the impacts.
0: Right, so you're not actually shooting two people fighting an entire fight. Right. You, you, you're you making a movie that's going to simulate the the audience, yeah, that The fights occurring, you
1: can cut away. It's okay. Yeah. But you know, I was actually very impressed with the fights because, as I was saying earlier, when we watched that intro fight of Johnny Cage with the actors in Hollywood, I was like, ooh, yeah. Ooh, I don't know.
0: He does like the sweep kick in that scene, and it's and so it just, lazy. It looks like he just like tired, zucks his butt on the floor and like scuttles around the circle. It's really bad. It
1: looked like something I could do. Yeah. And I'm very sedentary, so...
0: Yeah, but but then there's some really good ones, and we mentioned already the scenes that are the best right. are the ones where they were done in the reshoots, which is the one with Scorpion and Johnny Cage, and the one with Reptile and Liu Kang.
1: Right, and I think some of the most some of the most important things about fight scenes is one, cool moves. You got to have some sick ass moves. Yeah. and two, you have to be able to see what's happening in the fight. Uh-huh. So if they're going to this side of the ring, you need to see where the people are. If they're going to that side, you need to see. And I think they did a really good job showing us where and when they were fighting.
0: Yes, they have they have good sets where it's clearly defined where people are, and like you said, cool moves that you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's just talk about the fight scenes. I think the first fight scene in the movie is the the like taste of things to come.
1: So it was is it Liu Kang's first fight on the beach against the...
0: Well, it's not real. It's like the taste of things to come is whenever they- <laughs> <laughs> everybody's eating their food. And then all the guys with the shirts and the wrapped up heads come in and just flip over all the...
1: The tables. What,
0: what do you think about the look of the food in this movie?
1: It all Looks shiny and greasy it's so and gross. Weird
0: looking. It it's looks like, like, it doesn't even food. look like food. I,
1: it just, no, I don't
0: even know what's no. happening with even, the food, but like,
1: even when Kano is eating his feast <laughs> and there's like a clear turkey on the table or a giant chicken, it still looked disgusting. Everything
0: is so greasy and just like, it doesn't, yeah, I don't know if that was real food or prop food, but. All the homies come in and they just flip over this feast. Yeah. Everyone was
1: enjoying a yeah. nice feast. And Every... now it's all on the floor. Right. I'm sure they were all hungry. And, I mean, Shang Tsung, it must have been his people who prepared the yeah, feast. Those are so those
0: clearly, like, people what? worked hard on that. I mean, it may have looked a little greasy and gross, but somebody worked hard on yeah. it. Yeah,
1: everything, everything looked like it had been boiled and then directly dumped on the table. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Disgusting.
0: And then, so then they dump all the food out and they clear the space for the taste of things to come.
2: And now for a taste of things to come.
0: And, you know, they get Sub-Zero versus this nameless guy who, I love this nameless guy. He, like, does this awesome flex move where his, like, chest Ah! cracks out and it's like, you get this awesome sound effect and he's doing these really cool punches and kicks. And, like, I wanted to see this guy fight. Well...
1: No. <laughs> no, because
0: instead of a fight, a taste of things to come, Sub Zero just shoots him with an ice beam, and he blows up.
1: Well, he doesn't blow up. He
0: does he breaks. blow up. He...
1: <laughs> he just breaks. He lands on the ground, and he shatters in front well, of Well, he's, like,
0: flying like a missile, and he gets turned into ice, and, yeah, he, like, explodes into you felt, an ice ball.
1: You felt really bad for this guy last night. Yeah. I mean,
0: I was so stoked on him, and then he gets... He gets nothing. He doesn't even get to like have an actual fight with. No,
1: he doesn't even have a name.
0: Like, if that's a taste of things to come, Shang Tsung, come on, babe. Let's have a little taste. Yeah, get this is the appetizer.
1: Punches, if this is the appetizer, I mean, I guess it makes sense because you saw the food on the main course. Yeah, the, <laughs> the
0: boiled grease ball. The... <laughs> yeah. That was our taste.
2: Disgusting.
0: So yeah that's the first fight in the movie which yeah it's not really even it's not a, fight. a fight well
1: before but... we move on what do you think about Shang Tsung's faceless hordes
0: uh, they some of them have faces <laughs> some of them don't some of them have masks on some of them don't Yeah, but they usually have like these weapons and they're cheering and lifting up the air Uh and chanting,
2: oh, Oh,
1: oh." uh, I love the fist pump. Usually they'll do a single fist pump. Sometimes you get the double fist pump, (laughs) but they're always pumping something.
0: But sometimes you got some pumpers are better than others. Some (laughs) people are doing a really lazy (laughs) pump. Some are really into the pumps. Yeah,
1: some people have probably been pumping all day and yeah. need a break from pumping. Yeah,
0: definitely. And then like sometimes they're just like yelling at each other, looking at For each no other in the reason, face. Brah, like, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and then
0: there's this one guy, inexplicable at the Goro Johnny Cage fight.
1: He looked like a grunge rock and roll artist. Yeah, who was that guy? I don't know. It was so strange because at this point. Like, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why was this man here? This is the Johnny Cage fight versus Goro. We're in the last act of the film, I think. Yeah, I'd say
0: it's the end of the second. We're at the end
1: of the second act in the film. Most of the other human combatants have died. And you know, like we were saying, there was a ring of circle, all of Shang Tsung's little homies in their little red hats and black pants, pumping their fists in the air. And then suddenly, in the crowd, you see a man dressed in jeans, a flannel sleeveless shirt that's and like
0: all that has the
1: sleeves ripped off, and long punk rock or long rock and roll hair. Yeah, it's
0: like grungy hair.
1: Grunge. He looked like a grunge rock star yeah
0: where he's just there in the crowd he doesn't even seem to know what's going on he's like looking around
1: i mean sometimes he cheers we get a couple of pumps from him but 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 why was he put there was he did he just was he just one of the extras on the crew and he won a con he won the contest and they said (laughs) all right you get to go in the scene oh
0: maybe he was like a mortal kombat Make player, a fan, and it was like oh yeah send in your your uh your box tops for a chance don't... to be in
1: mortal Kombat* the right. movie and yeah he and won he won, he and won that's now he's him yeah and they makeup saw him and they said we don't need to do anything <laughs> just get out there
0: but it's really odd i never noticed it before it's so out of place but that's the thing with the extras in this movie. Like you're saying shanks, hungs, goons. And then there's the other people who are like the other fighters that are never seen really or no. mentioned. Well, we see them
1: eating the food. Yeah, but you don't really
0: see them. No. You don't get there's close-ups th- or anything. And they're not characterized except for one the, yeah, guy, and the he's, black bald guy. His name
1: is Art. And he's literally okay. only characterized so that when he dies later, we can feel a little sad.
0: Yeah. And that Johnny Cage will be really, really sad. Yeah. Because- but- Apparently, they were homies. Well, like, so in that scene before that fight, Goro is just, is like, Shang Tsung's like, the humans have won enough. And uh, Goro is like, ha ha ha, yes. And then he just, there's just scenes of like people falling to the ground.
1: Right. (laughs) There's gotta
0: be like a dozen or 16.
1: It goes on for a really long. Way too long. A really long time. And they all fall in the same manner. Just imagine somebody just falling on their back. Just, (laughs) whoa.
0: Or on their belly. On their belly. They kind of like roll over. Like
1: somebody was tossing them off a couch. Is it
2: time? Yes. We've let these humans win enough. last!
0: and something. these people they don't look like fighters at no. all they're just like normal no. looking people some of them are a like little bit pudgy po- a bit
1: punchy yeah. yeah
0: and you have to wonder who these people were <laughs> they're <laughs> right. just like
1: were they just members of, of the crew I again
0: think they were just crew members like,
1: hey has anybody want to do it oh joe from lighting can do it <laughs> yeah get joe who down to there get killed
0: by goro in mortal combat
1: oh like. i want to get thrown by goro <laughs>
0: And uh, and yet yeah, the, the the implication of that scene is that that is every single other fighter who came to Mortal Kombat. Yeah, those were the world's and greatest. Kills them all in like a span of ten seconds. Right. And we get to know none of them except for these four. There's literally four characters. That's one of the disappointing things. Is like there could have been a few more characters and a few more fights just to really flesh out this idea of Mortal Kombat, it feels a little bit hollow because they only had a few characters.
1: But what I think it does, it does simulate the Mortal Kombat game because you do have a few levels where you're fighting and there are faceless uh, faceless audience cheering in the background. That
0: that part with the extras and the background guys who are like, pumping their fists yes in different levels of intensity that, that's good i yeah, like that that
1: is in the mortal Kombat spirit and mm-hmm. so it's a little bit disappointing but it's absolutely on brand well i was Be- saying
0: like the lack of other fighters oh, and the fact that most of the oh, fighters are just okay, these extras okay. that get knocked out by goro in well, one second.
1: we agree with that i would have loved some extra fighters but they spent it all on chris lambay
0: and the the beach just and going the to the beach yeah uh so yeah we the fights we talked about the taste of things to come what's the next fight
1: uh, Lu Kang versus
0: versus the the like tribal warrior. Guy. Yeah, yeah, and they have and, the sticks. Um, they're and... in the sand, and they have the bow staffs. and um, they pre- fight. Apparently, that guy who he fights was hurt. Oh, I and read that's about. Why I read they that they had too. to use the bow staves because he's his he had, had his like hand wrapped around something.
1: Yeah, yeah, I read about that as well. The fight's fine. It's not great. It's
0: okay, but like I was always bugged by how Shang Tsung takes his soul, even soul though Lu Kang beat him. Like, why? We well, couldn't. Liu can't be like no like i beat him right i don't allow you to take his yeah soul. this was
1: my combat you yeah. didn't defeat him why can't you just take anybody's soul now is that just how it is like if
0: i get it like if if his fighter defeats somebody and they're like yeah go ahead shang sung take his soul but
1: it was Liu but maybe he's just he, getting
0: freebie souls like but I
1: didn't... but maybe that's like the deal if you're one of shang sung's fighters
0: oh and yeah, you lose fighting for out yeah. World, so yeah i guess maybe yeah. he was, because he does those little bargaining things later in the movie where he, like, tricks them into something. So maybe he got them to sign some fine print where yeah. he gets the soul if they lose. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe. 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 That fight's okay. What's the next fight? The next fight. the
0: next one, Sonya and Kano? <laughs> I or thought
1: no? it was.
0: Is it, was
2: it the, scorpion the
1: Scorpion and Johnny or? Cage? I don't remember. I think it might be Johnny
0: Cage and Scorpion. I would rather
1: talk about that one. So, so yeah. The
0: <laughs> beginning of the fight.
1: It was so funny. That's something where this movie stumbles, absolutely, is the uh, transitions. Yes. Because we go from this beach where they're obviously having the tournament and it's obviously well organized. You know, we have our audience, you have the ring, you have the two fighters, you have the judges. And then suddenly we hard cut cut into this forest of what looks like young trees that are all planted in a very... Highly organized grid pattern. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, it's, it's obviously a man made forest.
0: Yeah, it's just rows and rows of trees. And, and it's a cool It's setting. a cool setting. It looks but cool.
1: Then Johnny Cage just walks into frame.
0: Right. And, and it's like, this is
1: not the island. Where are we? Where are we? This where, is are not we? Here. where is Johnny Cage? Why was he just randomly taking a walk in the forest?
0: Right. And apparently that was supposed to be the place where the fight ended. But yes. then they added the part where. Well,
1: Well, we'll we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, I'll tell I'll tell you when the fight was meant to end. Yeah, so they fight, and but it's not really a fight in the forest. It's mostly scorpion using his little. What do you want to get over here? His get over here hook. uh,
0: His scorpion
2: hook or whatever. Now,
1: how did you feel about the scorpion hook being like a part of his body and not just a hook? Well. I, mean, I don't like that, and I've never liked that, even Still, when I was a kid.
0: You asked me how I feel about it, and now you just told me how you feel about it.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm just I'm setting you up, okay? <laughs> I'm setting you up. Well,
0: I feel fine about it. It didn't bother me. No. I, think, I, I feel like that scene makes sense and that it's just a way to use his hook and then kind of be like, okay, we used the hook. Now we're done with it. Now I, we're just going to do some fighting.
1: I, I was not impressed with that part. No. I hate it, and I hate how... It's, he defeats it so simply because he's literally just, he just standing moves. in front of a tree and it comes out it. Yeah, he just moves. He just boop, moves his head to the side, and the scorpion thing is so dumb that it just squishes into the tree, killing itself.
2: Piece of cake.
0: Well, I don't know if it kills itself. Well, the head. The head. He has to, like, dislodge it so that he yeah. can because otherwise he'd be, like, stuck to the tree and then he right. would have been gotten fucked up by
1: it. Right. I never liked that. It. I always thought. I like the hooks. I like the. Non biological scorpion thing, and if it was a part of his body, why did it look like shiny metal? I don't know, it's magic, it doesn't
0: really <laughs> bother me, it's fine, but um, but yeah, I get the point of that scene, I just wish they had explained where the fuck this is
1: right and why johnny cage was literally just walking in the middle of the forest be- what, what what are you doing out there man yeah what are you it's, doing it's
0: almost like he was just on a stroll and then right. scorpion just attacked him yeah it wasn't and scorpion
1: like... yeah scorpion just happened to be there so then because every time that
0: every time that lu kang fights shang sung's sitting there watching right ready to steal souls but then whenever
1: except the sub-zero fight right.
0: But then when Johnny Cage fights, you know, he's just strolling in the forest.
1: Yeah, it's just a stroll in the forest. I, they really didn't set that. Bro, yeah. you, you even said last night, I wonder if there was a scene before that that was cut showing him going to the forest. Because the cut is so hard. When I was a kid, I just accepted it. Right, but as an adult.
0: You're just distracted by it. You're like, oh, what's happening? You don't really care about the continuity.
1: Right. But yeah, definitely it's an right. issue. And then,
0: you know, then Scorpion throws him into the hell portal. Well, what happens
1: is this is where the fight was meant to end because Johnny Cage runs at him and he's about to do this mighty kick and ending blow. And uh, that was meant to be the finisher. Mm. But, you know, they they wanted more more fighting. So as Johnny Cage is about to land the kick, Scorpion sort of opens a portal into this hell world and then the fight continues there. And I love this setting. It's so cool. There's just like all these ladders and platforms and it's all old and the lighting is all red and there's spider webs everywhere. It looks nasty.
0: Yeah, and we get the really good the really good take of Johnny Cage falling into the like into the bones. Uh, and,
1: like, oh, uh, oh my God. Uh, and I really love how, uh, you know, Scorpion's a really good host because, yeah, Johnny Cage phases into the world and he says, Welcome!
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And the guy who does the voice is Ed Boon. Oh, so he was the of co-creator the of, of the game. So he does the Get Over Here and he does the Get Over Here! Welcome!
1: Oh. Oh I really thought that was just so funny
0: so yeah we got the scorpion johnny cage fight it's it's really good we get some some really good shots of the um, the hand-to-hand fighting they're fighting kind of in close quarters Mm. johnny cage does a cool move where he like flips around and like flies up and then you know
1: he like pulls himself up on this platform and it's really crazy i don't think I don't think Ashby actually did that, but whoever did that, Well, that was wire fighting.
0: They had him on wires. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And then they, um, yeah, and then Scorpion, like, get down here, like, kicks the thing out, and he falls down, and then they have a little scene where uh, he rips off, Scorpion rips off his mask and breathes fire on him with his skull head, and then... You know, he takes this shield thing and like cuts him up and then he just explodes. Oh,
1: yeah. That was so amazing because every place he cut him with the shield, lava started coming out.
2: Yeah. And then I really he, like that. I
1: really liked how he cut off the top half of his skull. Mm. That was super sick. So then at this point, all this lava is flowing out of Scorpion and he's on fire. And we're like, okay, so he's been handily defeated. And then <laughs> he blows.
0: <laughs> and then you see the johnny cage um signed
1: yeah the like, autograph to my photo. biggest fan
0: yeah so that's like a reference to the friendship yeah uh, from
1: mortal kombat too uh, what do you call fatality yes, that, that yes you have in the
0: game and that's one of the coolest moments i think of the whole movie is that that fight and that conclusion to the fight because it's so tongue-in-cheek and, right. and ridiculous but well, it's also just
1: And here's what I love about this movie. Here's what I really like is that it doesn't take itself seriously. It's like really corny and cheesy that they put in all these lines such as get over here and your soul is mine. But those are those are what make the movie good. Those are what kind of give it the heart and soul, because I think if they took this movie too seriously, it just wouldn't be any fun and it would just be bad. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I worry about this new movie. I'm worried they're going to take it too seriously. But if mm-hmm. it, it's Mortal Kombat, yeah. you got ninjas, you got Thunder Gods. It shouldn't it shouldn't be that serious. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, we, we talked about the the Johnny Cage fight. Then you have the Sonya fight with Kano. Meh. It's Meh. It's fine. It's
1: fine. What, it's the she... only
0: fight Sonya has, and it's not memorable at all. No. But there is one moment in that that's really, really good. Uh, and that's when Sonia gets kicked by Kano.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, Sonia, this is this was her best acting in the whole movie is that she's down on the ground and Kano kicks her in the stomach. And her reaction is, very very realistic it looked like she actually got kicked yeah because there's this thing with um and this is a problem with a lot of women who are in action movies is that they just want to look pretty all the time even if it's like a nasty ugly scene they still want to look pretty and poised and beautiful but she makes some faces in that scene that are not elegant and beautiful they're very genuine faces of pain Mm hmm.
0: And it makes you believe, like, because that's what you expect, especially now if you watch it. Like, okay, this waifish, uh, you know, not-toned little woman is fighting this big, beefy, muscular Kano guy. And, you know, how is she going to fight him and do anything to him and survive? And then you get that moment of, like, oh, well, that actually is what would happen. Yeah. she get on the <laughs> ground, she get kicked in the gut... And be like, oh, my God, I'm fucked. <gasps> and then that's what happens. Yeah. That's so good. But she
1: still kills him.
0: Yeah, she gets him with the thighs. The like thighs. The thighs and that. But it's not done in a way that's believable. Because, like, the way that the legs are on his neck, there's clearly actually no pressure being applied. No,
1: and he could very easily... <laughs> Yeah. Like
0: it's done way better in golden eye where you have femke oh, Jensen well, who's like the, the fucking Femme Fatale extraordinaire. Like, oh if they'd got her <gasps> they should have got her. They should have got her. But uh that the she has that move, the the, move? The, the the thigh crusher move. Oh, okay. In that movie, and it's so good in that movie. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it as good in this one.
1: No, no, no. The ties were not crushed. Because they
0: have it more of like the the, the like the shins Yeah, it was like or in or like the shins.
1: The, there's no power in there's a no shin. Power in the there's shins. no you got you got to get a thigh. Yeah, you got to get the thighs on. Got to get the thigh.
0: And then what's the next fight? You get uh Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero. And
1: then well actually you get a small little fight between Luke Kang and Katana oh, where yes. she gives him the very valuable advice.
0: So yeah, let we'll, we'll put that in. <laughs> we'll put that in the advice and see we if had you a... can decipher this difficult. Yeah, this is
1: really difficult riddle. We had a very jolly laugh when the advice <laughs> yes. was given some laughs passed our lips mm-hmm.
2: to win Bye. your next match use the element which brings life
0: what and um and then you get this scene where you were like rated has brain damage because he's <laughs> carrying buckets full of water he puts them down he's got a little spoon and he like
1: he, he takes think, a little, sip on, a the little water. sip on the water. What is he doing? And I'd say that not just because of the scene, but because of all the scenes yeah. he's in. It's, uh, the electricity really must have fried his God <laughs> brains. <laughs>
2: Sorry.
0: And Christopher Lambert has kind of like, I don't know. He doesn't have a cross eye, but he's just got something going on with his eyes where he just looks a little bit like,
1: he does look cross-eyed constantly. Is he? I don't
0: think he is.
1: I thought that too. Just, he looks like he's he...
0: not all there. <laughs> and I, I don't even know. I love him so much. But.
1: I don't know. There's, so, there's some other scenes where I'm like, that lightning went to your head, buddy. When he gives Liu <laughs> Lu- Kang the final piece of advice, but didn't actually give him any advice.
0: Which advice is that?
1: I don't remember. It's when they're about to go to the Outworld and Liu Kang says something. Oh, yeah.
0: He's like, Liu Kang's like, but Sonya has to agree to fight if she doesn't agree to fight. And uh, Raiden's like, I have nothing left to teach you.
1: (laughs) Right. What what did did you you
0: ever teach me that? What
1: did did he ever teach anyone? (laughs) All he did was leave some buckets of water on the ground.
2: At last, one of them is understood.
0: I, well, Sonya and Liu Kang basically have the same motivation, which is revenge. Right. But they play it in such a way that somehow their diff- their character motivations are different. Like, right. And then Johnny Cage just cares about proving that he's good at martial arts. Yeah, so well, that that's a thing. But... You
1: know, we see in the newspaper that people think Johnny Cage is a fraud. Yeah,
0: and the, they try to add in this stuff about like, well, Raiden has to coach them through their own personal journeys to kind of get them to the level where well, they're capable of facing shanks Tsung or something
1: okay, we'll get to their greatest fears later <laughs> but let's talk about the sub-zero fight it's barely
0: a fight yeah, it's really sad because it's, it's sub-zero like we said is the coolest Every, he, he's the
1: coolest. the coolest and he was my favorite character as a kid he's got some really sick ice moves but what happens they, they we get this fear thing where well, he they, just
0: like pumps out this energy which is like what is that yeah That's the lamest move ever. it's the like,
1: like didn't they have like a single punch or something, and then Sub Zero decides to turn the room into ice?
0: They had some little some little skirmishing, and like so there is a cool moment where Sub Zero does a run, a wall run, and flip over oh, Liu yeah. Kang, and then there's a really funny moment where uh, Sub Zero's like running down a ramp and does some kind of flip, and then Liu Kang's running after him, and apparently the actor was trying to replicate the like acrobatics that the the actor who was who was sub zero was doing but he couldn't do it. So he just ran down So he the just stairs. like ran down and like jumped and like ah! Oh and, yeah. Like, it's, it, it's 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 kind of comical. It is. And um so that... and then yeah he just he just pumps out this ice sphere that just kind of like
1: It's like Pulsing out from his body, freezing the room, and Liu Kang is all, "Oh shit! What do I do?" And
0: then the the water that Braindead Raiden left, and then (laughs) (laughs) Kitana comes in the side of the room and's like looking, (laughs) and we hear in the voiceover like, "Use the the element that brings life." life. And then Liu Kang has his uh, his, eyes, eureka moment,
1: (gasps) water. The water, the bucket of water.
0: And then you know.
1: So this was really funny because he tosses the bucket of water at Sub-Zero and we think, okay, it's going to land on Sub-Zero. It's going to freeze him. Something's going to happen. No, we see it turn into an like an ice spear in the air. And then even then I was thinking, okay, so it's going to stab him in the heart. No, no, no. This icicle, ice spear was huge, yeah. huge, huge.
0: It essentially stabs him in the abdomen, but like, takes out his and then he freezes his whole body freezes he donut
1: it it donuts him yeah and he gets like speared onto a statue and then he freezes and that's the end of sub-zero yeah it's so sad so
0: sad he got done real dirty in this movie scorpion gets a really good fight they should have gone back and done a reshoot on that fight too because i agree um i would have one of the biggest letdowns of the movie but i mean sub-zero does get his moment where he. Where he gets the taste of things to come and freezes <laughs> that poor guy who was supposed to just do a little demonstration with Sub Zero.
1: He gets frozen and explodes.
0: But that, uh, yeah, that fight with Liu Kang is is unfortunate.
1: It is. And then after that, we get a we get actually a pretty good fight. The fight with Goro.
0: Well, then we get the Goro, the uh, extended montage of the extras and uh, the people from the set uh, getting uh, thrown uh, to the uh, ground uh, by Goro. Uh, <laughs> bah, ah. And then we get Goro fighting the bald black guy. Um, art. Art.
1: I don't know. I don't remember his last name. We all
0: know and love bald black guy. Art. From Mortal Kombat. It's a favorite character. Jax? No. Are
1: bald you, black guy. Am being facetious? Yeah.
0: I'm just saying he just he exists purely to, to get killed by Goro. He exists
1: to die. But if he could have just got out. just <laughs> <used> to get... <laughs> Oh. get out just, just get, get out, out. <laughs> <'Cause they're... laughs>
0: so while he's fighting goro the other the other combatants <laughs> are standing on the sidelines watching and they're like trying to cheer him on but their cheers are so half-hearted yeah. like okay. none of them expects him oh, to oh that's win at right all. that's
1: right yeah like oh yeah get go ahead yeah, get, get him like just get all right
0: out. Uh, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, go art. And then he's clearly outmatched, but he goes in, and Goro like grabs both of his punches with his two lower arms, but leaving his two higher arms to just pommel the guy. Right. And Johnny Cage puts his <laughs> hands in like a a line, and he's just like, just get. Out and he like moves his hands towards Back. himself. Back, right,
1: right, like, right. Just, just get out. Get out. Get out. Just get out.
0: Just get out. <laughs> get out. And it's like, <laughs> wow, what great advice to the guy who's got both of his hands, his arms Stuck. held right. by Gore. Just,
1: just get, get out. Just get out. If he
0: could have just got out, <laughs> he, he would have been okay. Out. But he, he didn't won. listen He'd, to Johnny c- Cage. I don't know why he didn't just get out. Yeah, he couldn't just get out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god. And so
0: yeah, Goro kills him. He gets his by gets <laughs> his, his, his soul you taken so by Shang Sung. And, you know, like that's a big problem for them. They're like, oh okay, god, how are we gonna beat Goro?
1: Yeah, we'll never beat Goro. But Johnny Cage, you know, he's been thinking about it. And, you know, I wasn't giving Johnny Cage enough credit, but He's actually quite smart and well, yeah. very tactical. That's
0: the thing. He I think in terms of his character arc, he's the only one that actually deals with the the issue cuz Liu Kang and Sonya they're just out for revenge, but uh, you know, Johnny Cage, he has to prove that Raiden says, "Oh, you'll just charge in to prove you're strong, but you're going to die in the end." So he what does he do? He learns to run away. And, like, not care about how he looks in running away. Right. But uses that to his advantage to win.
1: Right. Because in Mortal Kombat, there's no honor. You either win or you die.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, it, it depends on the situation. Sometimes they're in a very strict Controlled. fighting setting. Right. But sometimes they're just out in the forest for a stroll and then Scorpion pops up. <laughs> and this was apparently one of those situations where, like, the rules aren't set because he challenges Goro. There's no fighting schedule, I guess. He just challenges Goro, and he's like, okay, you can fight him.
1: Right. Well, that's where we learn about the fighting mechanic.
0: The fighting mechanic? The challenge, the challenge. mechanic. Yes. Because uh, then Shang Tsung's like, okay, but if you win against Goro, I get to challenge whoever I want for the final combat mm. uh, in the place of my choosing, and that's like a loophole that he uses later I on. don't
1: remember him saying that.
0: Yeah, he says it, it. He says it to Johnny Cage, and then
1: Christopher Lambay
0: comes out and he's like, "I don't think so." And uh, Shang Tsung's like, "Oh, we already agreed. It's a deal. It's a deal.
1: It's too late."
0: And uh, yeah, so the, the Goro fight. So, what do you think about Goro, the the practical Goro?
1: Um, you know what? I'm gonna give him a pass. I
0: agree. I'm I not... think there's times when he excels, and there's times when he falls short. But I, I give it just over a pass
1: yeah just over a pass he's not getting like an a plus or anything no. he's not a star student c minus but he's maybe c plus i'd I say c plus okay <laughs> that's a little generous mm-hmm. but he's he's present you know he's got some good scenes i think where he fails is the movement of the face
0: yeah, because it doesn't quite match up with the voice acting, which the voice acting is done by a really famous voice actor named Kevin Michael Richardson. Huh. And uh, he is in, like, essentially everything. <laughs> There's not nobody out there who hasn't heard his voice in something. Uh, I, one of the most things that I remember him from is Baldur's Gate, the original game. I've never played that. He does the voice of Saravok, who's the villain, but he also does the voice of the narrator, who's like... You've been waylaid by battle. Uh, and some stuff that you might recognize more is Samurai Jack. He does a lot of voices in that. Oh. Uh, like the Guardian of the One Portal. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. He's that voice. Yeah. Also Sam gets
1: stuff. really fucked up. Oh, okay. Okay. Not Sam. Jack. Jack. <laughs> is, spoiler <laughs> alerts. Jack gets really fucked up by Portal Man.
0: Yeah. He also is in, does a lot of voices in Gravity Falls. Oh. He's, oh. He's, he's the, the one, one cop. Yeah. He's the one... The one sheriff blubber, yeah. blugs or whatever.
1: <laughs> oh, I love the sheriffs. He always he,
0: he he's black and he usually does a lot of black characters. He does a lot of evil characters. Does a lot of like big characters because mm. he has that deep, heavy, he does. big voice. And I just love his voice acting, and he does a really good job as Goro.
1: Oh, absolutely! Like you said, one of the best scenes in the movie is when Goro. Is talking to Kano.
0: Yeah, and he actually, we actually get some big words out of Goro. Yeah. Whenever he does his like cheering, <laughs> he seems so dumb when he lifts all his arms up and he's mm-hmm. like, no, but whenever he talks, he's actually pretty smart. Right, right.
2: Well I wanna know, if this Shang Sung guy is so great, how come he's got such a crummy looking boat? hmm? Yeah. Anyway, guy gives me the creeps. <laughs> a treasure of these moments. That was his intention. Shang Tsung is a great sorcerer. The wise cultivate his favor. Those who challenge his power become his slaves. Yeah? Well, I haven't seen any of them around. You fool. You know nothing. He enslaves souls. He learned the black arts from the Emperor himself. Mm. You're some kind of royalty too. Right. I am Goro, General of the Armies of Outworld and Prince of the Subterranean Realm of Shokan.
1: It's really funny. Let me, I'll read a quote to you from uh, Anderson. So this is Anderson on Goro. Goro was created by Tom Woodruff and Alec Gillis from Amalgamated Dynamics. Tom was the guy in the alien costume for Alien 3. was not that fun? Oh. Goro was a big creation with a lot of computers and a lot of guys working around him. He broke down a lot, and we would have to wait for him. Goro became the diva of the set. Everyone would joke about it and say, Goro won't come out of his trailer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so apparently they had problems getting him to work correctly, but... Right. They, that Tom Woodruff guy was the was the guy inside the suit. Yes, but his head came up basically to like Goro's navel, <laughs> and he his arms were Goro's bottom arms, but then the top arms was mechanical. And then they had puppeteers who basically used something similar to like a motion capture thing, where mm. they had a suit on or something like that, and they controlled his arms and his head. I think they had different puppeteers for like his arms one and some for his face. Like, maybe somebody was controlling his mouth. Somebody Mm. was controlling his eyes. And it comes across that it's not one cohesive thing. Right. Especially in matching up the face with the lines. Right.
1: Well, it cost them one million to make Goro. And it took 13 to 16 puppeteers to control Mm. him.
0: Yeah. And...
1: oh Wait, can I also just say, can I give a little asterisk? Is that in the beginning of the podcast, I said that all the fun facts come from this article. I'm going to rephrase that and say all of my fun facts come from the article. I don't know where Ross got his. I
0: got them from a smattering of places. Oh. But, uh, you know, I just, when I'm doing my research, I just click around from here and there. I usually start on IMDb and then go down several rabbit holes. But I found a a cool article. I think it was from maybe like Screen Rant or something. Mm. It was like 20 things you didn't know about. Uh, Mortal Kombat and of course I knew most of them already but some of them were, were interesting stuff like Goro uh, like the practical effects of Goro I didn't know m- a lot about but that's one of the more interesting things and that's what's cool is that like they the CG wasn't there so they took the time to try to invent something new to to tackle this problem of how do you have a four armed giant monster in your movie about fighting like, right
1: and how do you make him fight because yeah. it'd be one thing if the monster was just destroying buildings or something. But to have him actually interact with the actors, that's kind of a big thing. And
0: he doesn't do a lot of fighting, but like he works pretty good. Especially in that scene where he fights bald black guy and kills him. That's the most memorable scene with him fighting. He doesn't do a lot of fighting with Johnny Cage. You but know. the
1: fight's still really good. I yeah. really like the fight between Johnny. And you have one of the most iconic moments, mm-hmm. which is... The Nutcracker.
0: Yeah, the Nutcracker and the five... Those are $500 sunglasses, asshole. Right,
1: because if you played the Mortal Kombat game, everybody knows Johnny Cage's main move is where he goes into a split and punches the other guy in the nuts. <laughs> and he goes into this fight with Goro. Goro breaks the sunglasses and immediately he falls down into the Nutcracker.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and then, this then is- runs away.
1: And then he runs away, which was brilliant because, you know, he... Stunned him, yeah. and he went to go find a better arena. Mm-hmm.
2: This beauty mortal will be no problem. I'll crush him in one blow. All right, let's dance. <laughs>
0: I did think it was a bit comical, like, just how fast whenever he goes to the top of the mountain and then basically immediately kicks Goro off of it. Yeah, it was really it was quick. really fast.
1: Um, I was about to segue after talking about the splits. Okay. It's really important that we talk about mm, yeah, who was master. asked to be Johnny Cage.
0: Yeah, and uh, you might notice that we were... Like, our discussion of the background stuff and the movie itself is all blending together now. But, like, yeah. So, who was originally the the one they sought for the role of Johnny Cage? Well,
1: obviously, they sought the split master himself, Mm -hmm, Jean-Claude Van Damme, the muscles from Brussels.
0: Yes. And, unfortunately, he chose to do a different video game film.
1: Yes. He chose to do Street Fighter, which came out in 1994, which sucks because... I don't know. Do you think Jean-Claude would have brought something extra to this movie? Uh, Do you think he are would you have...
0: kidding me? It would have been totally different because he's an actual action star, like a superstar. Like, it would have been like having, you said, Sean Connery instead of Christopher Lambert. Like, that's a star. Like, Christopher Lambert is well-known, but Sean Connery and... You know this guy, what's his name, uh, Lyndon Ashby? is nothing. Nobody knows this guy. He did a great job. Yeah, he did he? a
1: great job. But he like, was a really good Johnny Cage. He came off as being a little bit cocky, but likable and lovable. I think it
0: would have changed the movie. I think for the better.
1: I think so as had. well.
0: But uh, you know. I
1: love Jean Claude Van Damme, mm-hmm. and he's an actual fighter too. We've seen. Yeah. He, we know he's got the chops. We've seen Kickboxer. We've seen Bloodsport. Yes. Could have done it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's it's unfortunate because Street Fighter is a really really bad movie.
1: I've never seen Street Fighter, so it it's it's, I I I trust your opinion.
0: Yeah. So Goro Goro disappears into the clouds below in a very comical fashion. Hmm. He like gets sucked down (laughs) into them. Yeah. CG. But I like that they bring back the line of like this is the part where you fall down. Oh
1: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
0: and that was um, good and then i think then so then shang sung takes Sonia mm-hmm. uh again the actress who plays Sonia does a good job of like being physically oh yeah dressed.
1: her screams are very they're not movie screams yeah
0: like shang sung's got her by the hair and is, like, they're not
1: like her. ah they're like i don't want to do that <laughs> i don't want to subject you guys to that
0: but this is again where the just the character of Sonya is basically like nothing because she just gets taken by Shang Sun and she can't defend herself. Right at this point, she gets turned into a helpless damsel.
1: Yeah, and she gets put in this like uh, leather pleated, like sexy a Leia dress
0: palace esque situation.
1: Why we don't know. And how did she get changed? Is Shang yeah, Sun, changed did Shang Sun? Did Shang Sun give her the dress and say, "Put this on"? Or
0: maybe it was like the monks.
1: Yeah, maybe it was the monks. Your clothes are mine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you do. You don't want to think about it. Maybe it was reptile. Maybe uh, we don't. Uh, it was one of his uh, spirit slaves. Did it for him. I don't know, but
1: we don't know what happens. Do you know? Do you know what actress was meant to play Sonia?
0: Yeah, Cameron Diaz was originally going to play it. But she got hurt while she was doing training.
1: Yeah, she broke her wrist. And, she was uh, just coming off of the mask. And at this time, she was very unknown. So they had seen some dailies of her from the mask and said, yeah, we want her. But then, yeah, right before they're about to film, she was training. Broke her wrist.
0: Can you imagine with Jean-Claude and Cameron Diaz? This and movie.
1: Sean Connery? <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't want Sean Connery. You
1: don't want Sean no, Connery?
0: Not really. But I'll take Cameron Diaz and I'll take Jean-Claude for sure.
1: But She's still a little bit, she's a little bit waifish, oh, but wayfished, not as but much as got, Bridget.
0: She has more character, and like, okay, she's waifish, but she at least her arms don't look as doughy. Like, the, yes. her arms are just really doughy, they don't look thin and they don't look muscly, they're just a little doughy, and they just
2: <laughs> don't right.
0: scream, militarized, super cop master warrior of the world for the fate of mankind and it's just kind of like uh, we agree it's not the
1: best we agree
0: anyway so yeah she he takes Sonya to outworld and then uh, Johnny Cage and Liu Kang follow after I don't know why Johnny Cage went he didn't
1: do anything well because they're <laughs> <laughs> Sonya says she says my friends will come for me and I in that moment I was all Aw, she, she thinks they're friends, because yeah. they certainly didn't really have that much time to bond. Yeah, but they do
0: become friends, and, mm-hmm. like, and even though they don't admit it, she's like,
1: you know. And I think there's a little romance between her and Johnny Cage, yeah, and I can appreciate definitely. that that wasn't in the forefront of the movie.
0: Yeah, neither was the romance between Liu Kang and Kitana, which is definitely like there in the background, but more is just like played for laughs.
1: Right. It's not overt. But yeah.
0: There's no romance in the movie which is it's just
1: there, so uh what's this face? So oh, I just totally free Johnny Cage. So Johnny Cage can make snarky comments. Yeah, about it's it.
0: all the just for the laughs and the jokes and the goofs and the gaffs, the the ideas of the romance, but it's not ever brought up which is great.
2: You know? You gotta admire her. When she sets her mind on something it's not a mind you're admiring
0: and then they, they then you get the fight the next fight with um reptile and so
1: Luke. this fight is really sick we get to see some really amazing reptile cgi
0: yeah it's not so bad whenever he's not green and like no, when in he's, full lighting or whatever
1: when he's not green it's not bad so he attacks lu kang in the reptile form and Mm -hmm. lu kang throws them there's these uh weird statues everywhere yeah and they look like giant emaciated humanoid monsters their chests are ripped open and we see at one point inside each of monsters chest is a skeleton Mm. so we don't really know what these monsters are but lu kang throws reptile into one of their chests and these cords come and wrap up reptile. And, and it
0: seems like it's happening against his will, so it's yes. not really clear what's happening.
1: Right. Right. And so we kind of assume that reptile has died, but oh, wait. The monster body then morphs into the humanoid reptile. Mm-hmm. Which... And
0: then we get the sick uh, reptile steam comes on. Yes, reptile steam. I think that's how it goes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, how it goes. maybe yours
0: was correct. What was I singing? I'm not really sure. <laughs> that was a raw special. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, the, the the music comes in and they like go through into this dark of like dilapidated uh, temple looking room I don't know it's a
1: room and they're fighting the fight's really awesome really cool reptile has the coolest mask because it's got teeth on it and he's huffing out of it a lot which yeah, I really a enjoyed
0: really cool scene where his face is like on the ground and he got and like this big dust cloud comes out yeah and the, the that's what, again one of the fights they did in uh, in the reshoots to add more combat to the is that, real combat
1: is that when we get to see the bicycle kick
0: yes So Liu Kang's signature moves don't come out until this point. And I didn't understand, though, where Johnny Cage was at. He didn't help at all. Yeah, he... He he was right there. (laughs) Yeah, he must have just
1: been looking in from the hole saying, ah, you got this one, (laughs) Liu
0: Kang. It would have been funny if they included a shot like
1: that. Yeah, where he, like, peeps in and be like, you got it, and then heads back out. He
0: just wasn't on set when they did the reshoots.
1: Nah, he must not have been. So, Yeah.
0: But the, yeah, the fight's really good. Yeah, you get that moment where where uh, Reptiles like gets all beat up from Liu Kang, and he's like dazed, and you get that finishing <laughs> moment where he does the bicycle kick move and sends him flying out.
1: Right, and this was something that I thought was interesting was that Liu Kang doesn't use any of his magic abilities until he's in Outworld. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if moving to Outworld helped him unlock. His I think that's the
0: idea yeah because no
1: human could do the bicycle kick no
0: but that's the thing what is this movie without the bicycle kick like what did these how do you not have Liu king without the, how do you have lu king without the bicycle kick you can't do it without the wire work the the you know the hong kong right. action techniques yes. so it's a great thing that they did these reshoots and had um robin cho like bring in that that new that Hong fresh flavor yeah because yes. uh, it would have not been uh, nearly as good without that
1: no definitely not
0: so yeah uh and then whenever he defeats reptile he like <laughs> the body he was in turns back into that kind of statue and reptile turns back into his reptile form except there, like wherever he was wounded instead of blood there's just like have uh, cockroaches and worms and grubs. grubs and we always rate a movie based on the grub level do we yeah like the better the more the grubs and the higher quality of the grubs the better the movie you're gonna have true
1: true and sometimes you should throw the pigeons in there
0: well yeah it's definitely a factor as well but in this movie i was gonna say i was a bit disappointed by the grubs because there was really just more worms and cockroaches
1: yeah, there weren't a lot of maggots. It was mostly earthworms and cockroach. I'll give them credit, and also there was a really nice shout out yeah. at the end of the
0: movie. Let me get that because I took a picture of that.
1: Uh, you know, at the end of the movie, usually they have something such as, "Oh, the Humane Society." No was, animals
0: and, were harmed during the
1: the making the making of, of this, of this movie. But
0: this one says, "Snake and insect action was monitored by the American Humane Association." which commends the filmmaker for his responsible and sensitive treatment of even the smallest of Earth's creatures. So he must Paul W.S. Anderson must have been really, really gentle with the cockroaches and the worms and the grubs. And uh, that's that's good. I'm really glad that yeah. he was, he was Although, good with the, with the grubs.
1: They don't actually say that no one got hurt. They don't. Just, they, they just
0: say that he was kind, but they don't say that no grubs got hurt.
1: But I would think it'd be really, really hard to not kill a grub if you're working with grubs
0: i mean they just die they, they, they say just dropping die. like flies like they, they they don't have the longest lifespan so no maybe one was hurt unfortunately during the filming but like yeah so luke kills reptile and he like does a kick down and like more grubs pour out and the implication is that he just smushed all the bugs but i wonder if he actually smushed any
1: bugs i hope he didn't
0: i hope not he probably wouldn't have wanted to get bug juice on his feet.
1: No, I wouldn't either. No. I don't want to kill bugs. No. Sometimes.
0: Yeah. But even then, I feel kind of bad. Well, if they're acting in the movie, they're...
1: Oh, well, if they're acting. They're
0: actors. <laughs> 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 um, uh, so, yeah, then Johnny Cage is the back, and Kitana comes out kitana tells him he needs to do three things in order to win. Do you remember what the three things are? Uh,
1: I remember one was face his fears. Yes. Uh, face his fears.
0: Uh, there's two other things he has to so face. got to
1: save Sonya. No,
0: he has to face his fears. He
1: has to face himself. Well,
0: no, first he has to face his enemy. Oh. Then he has to face himself. Then he has to face his fears. Well,
1: how does he do these things? Because I was unsure. It seemed like he just walked up some stairs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, first they go, they sneak into Shang Tsung's castle, and he um, he summons up a bunch of ancient warriors.
1: Oh yeah, because he he you know they say Shang Tsung' power comes from the thousand souls he has. Mm-hmm. So he you know releases some of those souls and they pop out of these storm drains or something i don't know
0: yeah and then he just kills them all with single blows basically yeah like eight warriors and he just he wipes them, them out. once and they fall on the ground and they're gone but then in kitana again is like sitting there watching and doing the advice from the sidelines so after he beats them kitana's like face your enemies so that one has been checked off now. Right. Even though those guys weren't his enemy, Shang Tsung no. was his enemy.
1: Yeah, those guys were just regular guys who got kidnapped, their souls, did d- yeah, by Shang Tsung. Yeah, they Song. his enemy.
0: And then Shang Tsung is at the top of the stairs and says, <laughs> you will not defeat me. And Lu Kang's like, oh, yeah, I will. And then walks up some stairs. And then uh, Kitana's like, face yourself. Like, that was what he just did. Face yourself.
2: You can look into my soul, but you don't own it. <sighs> face your worst fear.
1: Just walk up the stairs? That was all I had to do. I face myself every day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sometimes multiple times a day.
1: Yeah, sometimes multiple times a day. And I had no idea I was facing my yeah, my fear.
0: You're saving the earth. Well, you know what?
1: That. Maybe there was a scene in which Liu Kang revealed that he had a fear of heights, <laughs> an extreme <laughs> fear of But that would be height. face your
0: fear, your greatest fear. Oh, it was
1: face yourself. Okay, yeah. okay. Because well, I thought, it, see,
0: I was like, why didn't Shang Tsung. Try to do something where he like tries to take Liu Kang's soul and then like Liu Kang is like gives in and the soul starts to come out because he's kind of afraid. But then he's like, no, or something more dramatic. Something. You know
1: what would have been cool is if he would have had if there was a mirror and he looked into the mirror and saw himself. And it was like a shadow self, and the shadow self came, came out, out, and they fight. And then it was revealed that the shadow was noob cybot.
0: Oh, shit. that would have been sick! That
1: would have been so sick.
0: Yeah, that's what should have happened.
1: That's what should have happened because isn't his shtick like shadow and smoke? Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: that would have been dope. Yeah, um, and then the third one, face your fear. Yeah, that's that fine. one was obvious. Your greatest fear is. His- he let his he let his brother down
1: right well he had a lot of guilt and because he was supposed to be the chosen one he ran away to america his little brother decided that he wanted to, the little brother wanted to be the chosen one and shang sung killed the little brother and lu kang blames his brother's death on himself
0: right so then he morphs into his brother and meanwhile these spikes are coming up out of the floor.
1: For no reason.
0: Uh well you know, Shang Sung was setting up his his um his fatality. Oh so, okay. You know, he was gonna lull him into a false sense of submission, then like kick him over into the spikes. <sighs> but Shang Sung apparently can't fight at all. So once his deception doesn't work on Liu Kang, he just kicks he just, him he off. He just beats the shit out of him and then kicks him off into the
1: spikes. I Love the scene of the souls being released from Shang Tsung because they all co- it's like a beam of light spiral into the sky and you see the figures of the souls and they all have their arms lifted up in the air as <laughs> if they're doing the Y for Y M C A. And as their arms are lifted like this, they're also spinning. Yeah. So it's very comical, like they're all like Wee! we're
2: <laughs> free. yeah
0: it's really really weird looking and um and then his brother is in in amongst those souls and he comes out and says uh you know peace bro uh before he goes on to the spirit world and then uh that's, that's, that's that's it for the fights and then you get a little scene at the end which hints at the next movie and
1: Right, because they talk about this emperor the whole time, and the emperor is Shao the one. Khan. Shao Kahn. He's trying to take over the world, and but we never see him.
0: Yeah, but then it's dumb because, like, oh, well, he broke the rules of moral combat. Like, that's kind of dumb. How are you just going to have moral combat if you're not even going right, to adhere what? to it? He's an immortal emperor. Okay, you have to wait another 500 years or whatever to have 10 more Mortal Kombats,
1: but like, you're it's immortal. Fine. Yeah, you're it's fine, a mortal. Dude. You're fine. You're fine. You've already trashed this world you're at. Just hang yeah. out there for a little bit longer. What are it's you fine.
0: About? Like, you just lost Shang Tsung, your greatest general, freaking Prince Goro, and just chill. Just recoup. Chill. come back for next mortal kombat right. it's fine
1: well apparently they added that yeah in so
0: they didn't like the original ending which was just like the happy ending
1: you know? right
0: i like the ending though you know End yeah, on that strong note it's fine
1: uh, i like a little twist
0: and it gives you a chance to bring back the mortal kombat theme for the fourth time
1: the four- i was gonna say it was the fourth time we hear it four times in the film first off the opening of the film immediately it starts with Mortal Kombat. They literally do not waste a single second mm-hmm. of time. And they knew this song was a banger. So they put it in there. When do they put it? They put it in a fight scene in the middle.
0: So yeah, they put it at the beginning. Then they use it They use it during the final fight with Shang Tsung. Oh, and at the end, but there's another time.
1: There's a time where Liu Kang, Sonya, and Johnny Cage are snooping around. And oh, then they yeah, get yeah. attacked.
0: They get f- attacked by like the henchmen guys. Yeah,
1: we get the the Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and yeah. then Raiden comes Raiden and, save comes them and saves
0: them or whatever. But yeah, that uh, that's that's for Mortal Kombat. In, in the movie. In the movie but along. you know
1: what? Every time it played, I welcomed it with open arms.
0: <laughs> I was actually disappointed that they don't play, like, all of the whole thing every time because, like, it's so good. You just want to jam yeah.
1: out. Well, since we're talking about the song, let's talk about the record. This was The soundtrack was the first platinum EDM record ever in history. Yeah, but was it really?
0: Because it's not really an EDM record. I mean, it's, like, one song and then... Reptiles theme, and then the and then the 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 score from the movie, which is good, but like, is anybody just bopping out? I've never listened to anything but the Mortal Kombat song. Maybe there's some good jams. Maybe I need to listen to more of it. But yeah,
1: I don't think you should call judgment on this album with if you haven't listened to Reptiles theme is electronic. Yeah, it's
0: okay. I mean, it won an award. It won the BMI Film Award uh, for Best Soundtrack.
1: Well, do you want me to read this um, quote from Casanoff? It's kind of a long quote, but it's really good. Casanoff was the the producer that got it made. Yeah. Um, Okay. The soundtrack was the first platinum EDM record ever in history. We insisted on using electronic dance music, which at the time was insane. We got kicked out of two record companies. We had a deal at Sony for a lot of money. In those days, you could get a lot of money for a soundtrack no longer. We walk in and say, here's our idea, electronic dance music, and they go, no, here's our idea, Buckethead. He was a guy who played music with a bucket on his head. We were like, well, he's a good guitar player. They wanted Buckethead to duel Eddie Van Halen or something, and we said, electronic dance music, and they kicked us out. Then we go to Virgin Records. We walk in and say, great idea, electronic dance music, and they say, yeah, how about Janet Jackson? By the way, I love Janet Jackson, but we were like, "What for Mortal Kombat? We get kicked out. Finally, we get no record deal. The studio was great by backing us and let us do that. We made the MK soundtrack and gave it to this little record company no one had ever heard of, and we came out with the first EDM platinum soundtrack."
0: Yeah, I, I should listen to it because like when we listened to Kickboxer, when we watched Kickboxer, I was immediately drawn to listen to the soundtrack again because there was just some jams in there. But I should, uh, I should check it out more and just listen to it. Because you don't get to hear the pieces, the, the composition, really, when you're watching the movie. Right. Because it's always in the back and you just get little snippets of it. But, yeah, I, I should check it out yeah. and, and judge uh, it more based on that. But I think I'm fair in saying that it was just the Mortal Kombat song that was, like, what fueled the sales.
1: Well, the Reptile's theme is a banger, too. It
0: is, but but I don't know. It's
1: really funny. The composer, George S. Clint, he calls the orchestra on the soundtrack a testosterone orchestra because mm. there's no treble clef instruments, no flutes, clarinets, trumpets, violin, etc. Just 18 violas, 14 celli, which I guess is the plural for cello, mm. six basses and lots of low brass and percussion. Yeah,
0: that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I have to say he did do quite a creative composition on
1: this Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. Go listen to the album. Don't say it's not an EDM record. Why would they say it's the first platinum EDM record if it wasn't? I don't know. It just, I mean, it is
0: because of Mortal Kombat. That's Mortal Kombat, the one song.
1: So what is about House theme?
0: Like, is the score really EDM? I mean, There's electronic dance elec- music, it's, it's a score.
1: It's present. The electronic music is present. I get it for so the
0: reptiles theme. That's the only other point where I really felt like it was EDM.
1: Well, maybe you weren't listening.
0: Maybe I wasn't. I need to go back and listen to the, just the tracks and see. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, I mean, obviously the star of the show is the Mortal Kombat theme.
1: Who doesn't love it? When I watch, I watched the trailer for the new Mortal Kombat, I mean, we just watched it now, but I watched it before, and really all it made me want to do was go listen to the original mortal Kombat theme
0: (laughs) that song is just so good and it hasn't aged today it's still a banger upon bangers yeah it's
1: still a banger i guarantee if you're a dj and you're playing a show if you put on the original mortal Kombat theme i guarantee you people will lose their shit yeah you don't even need to do anything don't push any extra buttons just hit play just hit play just hit play. People will lap it up. Yeah. I would, I'm would; one of those people. Yeah, I would be going crazy. It's awesome. Well, do you have any more fun oh. facts about the movie? I have a couple. One thing I really liked was that they did use a lot of the phrases from the games. Mm. You get a couple of fatalities. You yeah, get to finish him. Victory. Yeah, you get a, a flawless, flawless victory. victory. It,
0: it stays pretty true to the game. While not being like I was saying, like a lore Nazi about anything, where it like goes too deep, I think that the pacing of the movie is one of its strongest suits, and that you know within 15 minutes, you're in mortal combat. Like, right. You don't have this bloated intro no. where you have stuff that the audience doesn't care about.
1: Right. Like we see, we see the characters living their lives, but their lives involve action and fighting.
0: Well, and just whatever to get them into mortal right. Kombat it's really quick.
1: Very short.
0: Yeah, and Shang Tsung is in it up front from the beginning. There's no oh the mysterious villain like it's just Shang Tsung. He's there and he's he's front and center. Interestingly, it is the fourth top-grossing video game movie of all time, behind Tomb Raider, Prince of Persia, and Pokemon.
1: Oh yeah, I read that. And at the time when it came out, it was the top-grossing video game movie. Yeah, and then the first one that beat it was Pokemon
0: where how would you rank it amongst those other movies have you seen all those movies
1: i haven't seen the prince of persia it's prince of persia pretty good it is it
0: is actually a pretty good movie yeah
1: um i would almost i don't i'd have to watch all of them in subsequent order to make a decision like that cuz i haven't seen tomb raiders since i saw it in theaters and i haven't seen pokemon since i was 12 yeah
0: but everybody cries in pokemon whenever ash turns the stone and then Pikachu spoiler alert Really okay know about this, but that's a that's a moment. Like, it is a moment. I, none of them other movies brought me to tears.
1: That's true. That's true. So maybe Pokemon's the best, followed by Mortal Kombat.
0: maybe yeah, i I, I do like the Tomb Raider movie.
1: I didn't yeah. really like it.
0: I think Tomb Raider is probably a better movie than Mortal
1: Kombat. um, but you know, speaking of video games movie, give video game movies this movie almost didn't get made because uh, do you know which steaming pile came out in
0: 1993
1: no what was it the super mario brothers yeah yeah so
0: that was that yeah Yeah. that
1: that had come out and that was around the time larry casanoff was like i want to make mortal kombat because i guess he was he went to midway and was playing the game and he said to uh former midway games chief neil d He said, "This is Star Wars meets Enter the Dragon. This is not just an arcade game. This is a whole phenomenon." Mm. So, from the very first time he played it, he was enraptured. And you know, he obviously got the green light. He was able to get a director. He was able to get some money. But apparently, even after they greenlit it, the studio had walked in with the script and started yelling at him, saying, "I hate the script. I hate this movie." And then after yelling at them for like an hour, said, go ahead and make it.
0: (laughs) That's pretty funny.
1: Right. So he liked the game. And then you also have Paul W.S. Anderson, who is the director, who also loved the game. Because Mm -hmm. I guess he lived in a really small town outside of London called... Newcastle upon Tyne.
2: Hmm. And
1: when he was trying to break out and to get his career going, he would go to London to have his meetings. And sometimes the meetings were really far apart from each other. So he didn't have any friends in London. He could go visit. So he would go to the arcade. And one of his favorite games to play was Mortal Kombat. Oh, cool. So I think you can see that passion come out in the movie.
0: Agreed. But Paul W.S. Anderson, his... You know, a lot of vi- a lot of directors they say is like a visionary director. I don't think Paul W.S. Anderson's quite has a vision.
1: No, he has but, his uh, his vision is good for like teenage boys.
0: Yeah. He he has a style. He has like his own style that definitely comes across in all of his movies. But he does he doesn't really have that vision like I was saying earlier like when we were talking about his other movies like he just can't have that vision the top down 10 mile high view of the film where he can see how it's all gonna piece together uh but yeah so that's uh that's mortal combat i have
1: more fun facts
0: oh, you got more fun facts yeah this one's flow. really
1: fun i almost brought it up earlier but then i just kind of forgot about it so you know the film is rated pg-13 which mm. for me that's one of my biggest complaints but because it was pg-13 That you weren't allowed to have any humans die on screen. yeah. But you could kill the monsters. So that's why we see Goro die, (laughs) Sub-Zero, Scorpion explode. Yeah. But when the humans die, it's always off screen.
0: Yeah, even Shang Tsung, we don't see his body like falling on the spike. It's kind of off screen and then it shows him laying there. So, yeah, that makes sense. And they really went out of their way to get the PG-13 and there's uh, no blood uh, yeah there's no
1: blood there's no dismemberment there's memberment and if you like the mortal kombat games you know that that's one of the reason they're so popular yeah
0: that's pretty much what they're known for
1: yes and then my other fun fact i guess Robin show had a really really vigorous uh like trial to become mm. Liu kang
0: yeah he had to audition how seven many times, times. Seven he had to times. audition
1: seven times and the reason was because he's an asian he's he's an asian lead and in 1995 that wasn't really common and they were investing millions of dollars into it so they were like you better be good
0: yeah and it's tough because he was kind of perfect for the role And he ended up doing extra stuff to make the movie what it is. Right. But he went through so much scrutiny, it must have been really tough for him.
1: Yeah, it must have been. But, like, Robin Show, A+. Mm -hmm. A A-plus job to you. You crushed it.
0: Brilliant. Absolutely
1: brilliant i'm glad you didn't get tired of auditioning seven times because mm-hmm. that must that must have been really uh i don't know i don't want to say demeaning yeah, but it uh, must have been very demanding like
0: yeah he, he felt like why do they keep and it was in front of different people right. too, so it wasn't like the same people right. he just had to keep proving himself over and over again it's like what the fuck am i doing here
1: right like don't you see whether i'm not i'm good enough uh,
0: yeah like just judge me and let me be on my way don't keep putting me in front of different people over and over again to judge me
1: exactly exactly
0: uh, yeah i can feel i can feel that how that would have been really difficult for him all right well, I'm, I'm trying to get out <laughs>
1: you're trying to get, I'm just out. Trying to get just out get
0: out, out. And take it to the streets
1: okay All right, I have uh, some more fun facts, but I don't think they're that interesting. Okay, just typical stuff. Like you know, people kept getting beat up. It was really hot, and people would just pass out on set and stuff. Mm.
0: Yeah, apparently it was a tough. uh, It was was a a tough tough movie, and yeah, most of the people did like all their stunts themselves. Mm -hmm, There mm -hmm. was definitely some stunt people as well, but you know, they did a lot, an impressive amount. They got hurt doing the movie, and you know, kudos to them for that because I don't expect you know in this new movie for people to be doing a lot of the stunts themselves no, and stuff. no and this... i
1: expect the stunts to be done by mr cgi
0: yeah or just stuntmen like in the you know shot from the back or whatever and uh the fact that they got so many like professional martial artists and like world class guys to play the ninjas in this movie i think also was a really good idea
1: yes Yes, 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 yes. And yes.
0: unfortunately, what what happened with Sub Zero was I think the guy who was playing him was like involved in the production and like the stunt coordination, and um, that's why he couldn't be like in the movie as much.
1: Oh, oh okay. I think I read that too. Was that yeah? Even though he was really good at fighting, he was just too busy doing other yeah. production work.
0: So like that that's kind of dumb. Uh, yeah, to do that because it could have been anyone in the mask and. You know,
1: could have what? What use that guy who Sub Zero blows up? He was fucking awesome. Yeah. He had great moves. Yeah. Or literally just just use the guy who played Scorpion. You can only use see the again. eyes. Yeah. You can only see the eyes, and Scorpion's eyes are all clouded oh. over. So.
0: Right. Like. Why, guys? Why? why? All right. So let's uh... take it to the streets.
1: <laughs> so have you decided <laughs> is this movie good or bad? <laughs> 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 I.
0: No, I, haven't, oh, I think we have. think you know what I didn't talk about? You know
1: what I didn't talk about? I love the colors in this movie.
0: Oh yeah, there's a lot of good use of color. The lighting. And, uh, the lighting. Yeah,
1: a lot of very a lot of monotone scenes. So the very first scene when Luke Kang wakes up, it's all green, mm-hmm. and then there's other scenes where he's about to fight Sub Zero, and it's all blue. Yeah. And there's other scenes where it's all red. Yeah. I think they did a very good job with the settings. And the lighting and... Well, we didn't really
0: talk about the sets. I said that they look kind of cheap. I thought they looked you awesome. You thought they looked cool. I like them, but I think they also kind of look cheap. They're, they they look... They just don't scream like well... eternal, immortal, tournament of the universes to me like
1: that's because most of the things were made out of styrofoam <laughs> i know
0: exactly they're made out of styrofoam and then painted over but they yeah, did their they're best supposed to be like concrete statues but you know that's not they like, did they their could... best
1: listen they yes. did their best and i can appreciate the artistry that went into it because it wasn't the thing is even though it was styrofoam they put a lot you can tell they put a lot of effort mm-hmm. into shaping painting whatever yeah it's not their fault they had to use the styrofoam it's not like they could get you know, some kind of stone cutter to come in and carve Get each goblin. Cutter.
0: Maybe don't spend $1 million on Goro only to have him look half-finished. The, Listen, the I... don't spend a billion dollars taking your entire production team out to the most remote possible Thailand island oh in the entire goodness. universe. Listen, Maybe you spend a little bit more money on your sets. I don't know. It's just an idea.
1: I... Love like the them. sets. Okay. Yeah, I love I, the I sets. Don't hate them. I love the lighting. Some of them
0: I like more than others. Yeah. Like uh I really, really love what they did with the Outworlds place. Like, yeah, where that they looks chose sick. To shoot Outworld because it looks like a weird kind of like post-apocalypse yes not like super uh fantasy almost like a techno fantasy apocalyptic yes area. yeah outworld looked
1: good that. i really liked the inside arena where art fought goro you mm-hmm. didn't notice but when you looked on the ground there was some kind of like trippy psychedelic face on the ground it looked really sick I really like the
0: setting. I like the beaches, but, you know, I don't know if they were so key oh to God. the film that they needed well, to be like. Well,
1: Paul W.S. Anderson thought they were, so the he <laughs> took them out there. I think he just liked the beaches because in the article I read, he said, you could be as tired as you want the night before, but when you ride that boat to the set, you got the air in your hair. By the time you get there, you're just charged up.
0: I mean, he was just a, he was just a geeked out. Kid, and yeah. that, that was, and it was his project, and that was the decision he made, and
2: you know, that's fine. Well, I want to know if this Shang Sung guy is so great, how come he's got such a crummy looking boat? Hmm?
1: Yeah. All right, I'm sorry, I keep distracting you. I know you're just trying to get. i just trying to get out. Get out. Out. Get out. Just get out. Get out. <laughs> just get out. <laughs> okay. <And> Let's <laughs> get out. Let's take it to the streets.
0: <laughs> so I don't know yet if it's good or bad i think we have to take the streets okay and see what if what the people have to say
1: i have my answer
0: well but i don't want to
1: give it if you're not going to give yours i'm not gonna give it
0: yet because i'm not decided okay we're in the streets now
1: we got out
0: we got i just gotta get out we got got out. out and um you know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm undecided about whether the movie's good or bad let's hear from the people on the streets and see well if that will sway me either way. So first, let's hear from Ivo Cobra Eight. Um, he or she wrote this review on the October 9th of 2016. 10 out of 10. Underrated, excellent martial arts sci-fi flick based on video game. My favorite flick. Mortal Kombat is my favorite martial arts sci-fi action classic flick based on a video game that I have grown up. I grew up playing Mortal Kombat 2 video game. I played in a hospital with my friends. I heard about Street Fighter movie that played Jean-Claude Van Damme in it, and that time I thought that movie is one of the best Van Damme movies that just come out recently in the 90s, but boy was I wrong. Street Fighter sucks ass! (laughs) Jean-Claude Van Damme sucked ass in Street Fighter. Mortal Kombat is the opposite of that film. I love this film to death, and it is my favorite Paul W.S. Anderson film that he ever directed. In my honest opinion, I think it is the best video game movie ever made. That was before Resident Evil movies were made. I love the theme song Techno Syndrome, 7-inch mix by the Immortals. I love this movie to death. It is a classic, my favorite childhood movie of all time. Too bad it got a sequel in 1997 and ruined this movie. This, in my opinion, is a classic sci-fi underrated martial arts flick that I love it so damn much. In this movie, we have a beautiful cast as Christopher Lambert from Highlander, Lyndon Ashby, Bridget Wilson, Robin Show from Tiger Cage and Beverly Hills Ninja, Kari Hiroyuki Tagawa as the bad guy. Every time I watch a movie from the 90s, I see this guy in it been a bad guy. <laughs> Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa was a perfect choice for playing the bad guy Sorcerer Shang Tsung, who killed Liu Kang's brother. I absolutely love this film, it is my childhood film. I love the fight choreography in this movie, the plot and story was really great. I really like the special visual practical effects, and the fight choreographer did a decent job showing those martial arts. It has a beautiful ending, a beautiful song to the movie, I love the fight scenes with Johnny Cage and Scorpion, and it is the best one in this movie. The fight scene between Liu Kang and Reptile is perfect, the second best martial arts scenes. This is an awesome movie and the games are incredible. That has the real Mortal Kombat song. This is a film that is actually about martial arts tournament. It has great characters. Johnny Cage is my favorite character of all time. Ashby was so great and excellent as Johnny Cage, I wish he would play more roles like he did this character. I really love this movie, one of the most underrated 90s movies. I really enjoy and love this film. It is fun flick to watch, and I grew up with it. Overall, I own this movie on Blu-ray, and I absolutely love this movie. I used to have on v- VSH oh <laughs> both of the movies that my mom bought me, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, on my wish list, and I love this one. But Annihilation was such a disappointment, I hate that movie. I also don't get why this movie got so many hate. I love this film, and I don't agree with critics and haters with this film. I think you're wrong. This movie gets 10 out of 10. Who's wrong? You. Me? The haters.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. So what
0: do you think about um, Ivo Cobra 8s thoughts?
1: I kind of feel like this person had stayed up for 24 hours and then drank an entire pot of coffee. And then wrote the review Mm. (laughs) because it just goes on. There's a manic
0: energy. There's a manic
1: energy. We hear a lot of similar things, a lot of beautiful things. It's beautiful
0: and he loves it.
1: He loves it. So much. So much. I mean, you know, this guy clearly has a true passion for Mortal Kombat. I don't disagree with a lot of the stuff he says, I just don't feel as passionately. Mm hmm.
0: Um, what about where he says that um, Johnny Cage is his favorite character of all time? Do you agree that he's your favorite character of all time? Well
1: why would I ever <laughs> agree to that?
0: <laughs> How about where he says that Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa was a perfect choice for playing the bad guy sorcerer Shanks? Well,
1: Song. he saw that he was the guy who had been a bad guy in all nineties movie.
0: Yeah. And but do you think that he was the perfect Character, perfect actor to play Shang Song.
1: Yeah, I loved him. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. He was great. How about um the fight choreography being loved?
1: Yeah, I like the fight choreography. I thought it mostly. 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 Yeah, yeah. It's not the best fight choreography, but it's good. It's entertaining. Yes. Did you think it has a beautiful ending? I with a beautiful song to the
0: movie? I think the song is definitely beautiful is that is i don't that... know if that's the first word i'd use for it the ending i wouldn't say is beautiful <laughs> i don't know why um, it would be beautiful yeah
1: this guy really likes the word beautiful we have a beautiful mm-hmm. cast when i when you said the word beautiful cast i thought immediately he's gonna start talking about sonya
0: yeah <laughs> yeah what do you think about his rating of the fight scenes like the Luke kang reptile and the johnny cage scorpion do you well, agree with I... his rating
1: I agree, but I don't know. I might switch the order. I don't know which fight is better, Scorpion and Johnny Cage or Reptile and Liu Kang. But I just, I kind of just feel like this person really, really loves Mortal Kombat.
0: Yeah, and that goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, which was that this review seems to be fueled almost entirely on just pure passion and nostalgia
1: yes 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 because they talk about playing mortal Kombat 2 in the hospital i'm sure that is a very strong core memory for this person playing yeah i wonder i wonder too
0: well Ivo cobra thanks for being honest
1: yeah i i you know what i don't exactly agree with how much he loves it but I kind of like Ido Cobra. He just seems really enthusiastic. You know, he loves the film, obviously, and he loves it so much he's going to tell the world. Yeah,
0: and uh, he's got some reasons for loving it. But I think he is he, the reasoning part of his brain got shut down a little bit by <laughs> by nostalgia and by um, you know his memories of playing Mortal Kombat too back in the hospital with his bros and. You know, he just he wants to hang on to that pure, simple pleasure of Mortal Kombat. And this movie is kind of a symbol of that.
2: Right.
1: And you you know what? I can respect that because I would love to be able to just like have that pure, simple pleasure in my life more.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's one side of the street. Why don't we hear from the other side of the street? You
1: don't have anything else? I feel like Ivo Cobra's review was so straightforward. It's hard to really fault them for anything. Yeah. There's
0: not a lot that we can really pick apart in there. It's
1: not like the guy from last week who you were very upset about who was talking shit on Dread.
0: No, but maybe
1: maybe your uh, your negative
0: review will have no, something else, let's see. Something else okay. to bring to the table. So,
1: this was written on the 21st of September, 2001. Mm. So, this is quite an old review. Yeah. It's 20 years old, almost. This is from Osloj. 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 Osloj? Maybe it's Oslo-J.
0: Oslo-J. I'm
1: going to call him Oslo-J. Okay. One out of ten stars. Dull wombat. <laughs> okay. I was dragged against my will to the local suburban theater to watch this tepidly dull and overtly violent film. Suffice it to say, I left the theater about halfway through this tedious exercise in patience. This is plainly J-U-N-K. It concerns the wildly popular video game and brings the character to life. Or should I say, to death.
2: <laughs>
1: the fighting scenes are horrible. And there are too many of them. And they are so violent that one becomes sickened by it all. <laughs> there is also excessively loud techno music to add to the disaster. I would prefer watching the old Shaw Brothers Kung Fu movies better than this banal viewing. Mm, banal. Banal. Whatever. Whatever. So, yeah, that was Oslo Jay's review. What are your first impressions?
0: Uh, well, the first sentence he says he was, didn't even want to go see the movie. So that, to me, speaks volumes about what his opinions of it are going to be. You know, like he wasn't even excited by the premise or the idea. He didn't, didn't want to see it to begin with, right?
1: Right, right. And I wonder how he got drugged there and how that person felt when he decided to leave halfway through the movie
0: how the person he went with yeah 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 and uh, so he says that it's violent so violent that it once becomes sickened by it all
1: right which is hard for me to believe in 1995 because it honestly isn't you know what do you think this person watched the movie or do you think their kids were playing the game and they got so upset by it they're like i'm gonna attack mortal kombat
0: it might be dull wombat he doesn't because they don't make any really specific mentions of things that happen in the movie right it's not violent no i mean it's
1: it's violent there are fights but it's not it's not gory and if you know
0: halfway through they missed most of the most of the wombats
1: right there was not a lot of wombats in the beginning (laughs) of the film so, do you think this person actually watched it? And it seems like they might be kind of a uh, <laughs> kung fu head. What was the word? He's definitely not a, vi- man. a violent... A
0: video game shoot him up head man.
1: A, vi- a video game shoot him up head man. He's obviously not a video game shoot him up head man. But mm. it seems like he might be a bit of a kung fu snob.
0: Well, yeah. I don't know what the Shaw Brothers kung fu movies are.
1: I don't either.
0: So, I feel like he's trying to, bel- this, this person is trying to belittle me and make me feel uh, like I don't know what the good Kung Fu is. And, you know, I'm going to take that as disrespect. So, Oslo J, you disrespected me by saying that, that this movie is not as good as your movies. And
1: you didn't even stay around for all the right. Well Well, also, can I ask you this? This person, Oslo J, is complaining about the violence and how it sickened him. But what is the main theme in Kung Fu movies? Are right. you trying to tell me the Shaw brothers didn't put any violence in their movies? I, Oslo J, I think, and I'm very sorry to say this because I, you know, I want to be respectful to the people who leave their opinions you know I don't really do that I don't put myself I guess I'm putting myself out there right now <laughs> but I don't usually put myself out there so much so I try to respect people who have opinions and even and mostly people who have different opinions because sometimes when you hear an opinion that difference r- differs from your the knee-jerk reaction is to be like uh well, fuck that person. Yeah. But I don't I don't want to be like that. I want to respect other people's different opinions. That's, that's admirable. I, I want to have communication with them. I want to find out why. It's kind of exciting. It's a completely different view from my own view. So I'm usually very intrigued. But Doll Wombat, I think you're not Doll Wombat. Oslo, Oslo Jay, I don't think you watched this movie. I think you were just full of hate for Mortal Kombat for some reason. And you just wanted to come spout it on the Internet. So I cannot agree with you, Oslo Jay
0: yeah i think oslo jay is kind of the opposite side of the spectrum of ivo cobra where ivo cobra had that true passion that couldn't be dulled by any possible criticism like he ivo ivo cobra talks about stuff that is so beautiful and great that could easily be picked apart as like the worst aspects of the movie meanwhile oslo, oslo J didn't watch half of it didn't want to see it to begin with and then has the balls to say that it's so violent that it makes you sick, sick of it, sick of it all, or whatever. And uh, and that doesn't make any sense either.
1: Especially if you are talking about how you just you you would prefer to watch a kung, a Shaw brother kung fu movie.
0: Right. If you're into kung fu, you're into violence. I mean, the, this kung fu movie doesn't have to portray violence in an over the top way, but Mortal Kombat 1995 doesn't portray violence in an over the top way. It's a fantasy, and it's a bit silly at times, but, like, yeah, okay, there's a few over-the-top scenes, but well, just it's, not, it's not that gratuitous. No. That it's like, every single scene. I think the new Mortal Kombat is going to be gratuitous. Very
1: gratuitous. If
0: the trailer is any indication.
1: Right, absolutely. I mean, the movie was rated PG-13. We don't see any human deaths on screen. We don't see any blood. Do we ever see anybody actually get shot? It's all physical combat. Well, we do
0: actually see that one guy shatter into ice yeah but, but he like
1: you can't even really see you don't see any of the like blood and viscera no, it's just, just shards his, like head yeah but is it gross is it really that gross head?
0: i don't know i'm just saying there is violence in the movie but it doesn't it's not
1: sickening level. I wouldn't it say it's sickening. You, you could put this movie on daytime TV. I watched it when I was a kid. Yeah,
0: sure. I mean, they worked really hard to get it down to a PG-13 rating, and it shows.
1: And it shows. And I just feel like, Oslo J. I feel like maybe you've got some hate in your heart. And what did he say about
0: the... About the techno music?
1: There is also excessively loud techno music to add to the disaster.
0: Excessively loud. They're really,
1: like you, like you were the even Mortal saying. There's the Mortal
0: Kombat song, and yeah. that's the only thing that's loud, but that's, for the, that's, if you criticize that song, you are a fool. I am sorry, because that song is the best thing it's a about banger. Mortal Kombat, and it is the most memorable thing about Mortal Kombat. Even if you don't know anything about Mortal Kombat, you know that song.
1: Right, and, you know... We haven't decided whether or not the movie is good or bad, but that song is a straight 10 out of 10. Yes,
0: for sure. For And sure. even, in, like, there's a lot of negative reviews I saw where people are like, okay, yeah, the best thing about this movie is the song. And, you know, like, if you have things you don't like about it, there's definitely shortcomings in the movie. But, like, get your... Just get out. Get out. Because the song
1: rocks. And also is- consider that doll... Or not doll... I keep calling him doll wombat. That's the title of the... <laughs> Three. Consider that Oslo J wrote this in September 2001. Six years after the movie had come out, and he only mentions seeing it in the theater.
0: Yeah, that's a little bit sus.
1: That's very sus. So, like, what? You were having a bad day or something? I think Oslo Jay is an old man. He saw his little kids playing Mortal Kombat or watching it, and he said, This is just mindless violence. I'm sickened. This isn't like the Shaw Brothers Kung Fu movies. Mm. And decided to go on the internet and have a little rant about it. Well, guess what, Oslo Jay? I'm calling you out. I don't think you even watched the movie.
0: <laughs> All right. So after taking it to the streets, I think it's time for us to make our final verdict.
1: Our final verdict. Um. Okay. So this is what my heart is saying. The movie is bad, but I still really like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, I I would say the opposite. I would say the movie is good, but it's actually not good. <laughs>
1: See, that's because I want to say it's good. I want to say it's good, but I think it's just because I like it.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like you can like a movie even though it's it's kind of bad. But I think there's enough good things in this movie that that you can you can kind of have it both ways. It sort of right. exists right in that middle. Zone right. Where imagine
1: like- imagine if you have like a, a point and then on the point there's like a piece of wood balancing. And it just goes back and forth from one side to the other side. Never really balancing in the middle. That's kind of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's
0: like a seesaw. Yeah, it's a seesaw. And it's, you know, you got a lot of things on the good side. You got a lot of things on the bad side. But I feel like the good does overwhelm the bad. That's Mm -hmm. just my feeling. That's why I like it. And that's why, you know, whenever we watch this movie, it gives me a lot of... uh, interesting thoughts about what is going to happen with the new mortal combat
1: right right and i just feel like you know when we take it to the street i enjoy like i was just saying i enjoy hearing other people's opinions but i just feel like when i read someone's opinion like oslo jay he doesn't actually talk about why the movie is bad he's just talking about why he doesn't like the movie
0: so in in, in terms of why the movie is bad i think come on
1: that script
0: <laughs> i think the script I think the acting a lot of the um,
1: transitions are yeah, not like so the good. Editing and the, the transitions,
0: editing, the, the sets bothering a little bit and the the characters, some of them are just like not fleshed out at all. And right. The,
1: and, and even in, in between some of the action scenes, it gets a little dull. Yeah.
0: There are some, some dull parts in there. Cause it's like the, the rules of Mortal Kombat and how it works aren't really clearly set up. And, um, it just never feels like Mortal Kombat's a real thing. Like it never really gets established as what exactly is Mortal Kombat and then <laughs>
1: Right, right. I mean it's the tournament, but it's not really, it's a, not tournament. really a tournament. It's just no. people
0: randomly fighting and Right. We really don't know.
1: We don't know how the fights are set up except for the fights where, you know, they request yeah. Make a challenge. Like there
0: should have been scenes in between where they learn who they're going to fight, and then they build up like their opponents. Right, and they're discussing like, oh, how are you going to beat this opponent? How are you going to?
1: Yeah, how are you going to s-
0: defend against this attack? Some you know? strategy,
1: or even in the beginning of the game when they were recruiting the fighters, it seemed very convoluted. Yeah. Why did Sonya need to be tricked? Why couldn't they have some messenger come and say? You are the chosen one. You must come to Mortal Kombat. I mean, I get
0: why they had to drag her in with Kano because that's the only thing she cared about. But, yeah, it doesn't end up having much of a payoff because Kano dies
1: Right, and Sonya, fast. Right, and then Sonya does nothing and Sonya except get nothing kidnapped. And, you know, when I was reading that article, some of the people were saying, oh, the women, you know, they're not just cardboard cutouts. They're very strong women. And I almost agree. I almost almost agree. But ultimately, they are just cardboard cutouts because, you know, what does Katana do? Give some shitty advice and gets her ass kicked. What does Sonya do? Well, she kills Kano in a very unbelievable way and then gets kidnapped. Right,
0: yeah. The the women get pushed to the side and uh, even Johnny Cage at the end has nothing to do. It's all about um, Liu Kang. But, like, the actors who play like the main characters I feel like do carry the movie in a yeah. really fun way they
1: bring a lot of personality
0: and like this the small touches which really show that the the people who are making the movie cared come through and the music and the effects which are pretty good for the time like there's some really entertaining effects in there mm, some yeah that definitely don't work that great but like some
1: are really good some. Some, whew, some but make you question. The from
0: Raiden isn't that great, but even no. those, it's like it's okay to watch. And um, and then it's just the whole concept of like turning this stupid fucking uh, fighting game into a movie, and they managed to somehow pull it off. It's just like holy shit, it's you like, did you it, did it
1: right? Because it's just
0: amazing that they even did it.
1: I mean, what is the plot to Mortal Kombat? What, there's not, there is a plot, but there's not really a plot. And, it's like five sentences. Yeah
0: and so like just the sheer ballsiness and craziness of it all in the end sort of like like yeah there's the scales the, the seesaw and it's going back and forth and then the, the, the bad starts to outweigh the good and then just the sheer ballsiness just flips over the flips over the seesaw like those guys coming in flipping over the food <laughs> to clear for a taste of things to no. come and it's just like okay I guess I guess it's a good I guess it's I good guess. I think it's good I'm saying good Okay, if I had to say good or bad, I say good.
1: You have to say good or bad,
0: yeah, yeah, I gotta say one. is it good? Is it bad? I say good
1: I'm gonna say bad, okay. I want to say good <laughs> I really <laughs> really want to say good because I like this movie. I know a lot of people like this movie, but I do think the spice of nostalgia mm-hmm. gives a lot gives it a lot of uh. A lot of something. Yeah. I get it, that. Uh, I almost had the word.
0: Yeah, but it, that was almost a phrase. It was
1: almost... <laughs> just as Mortal Kombat is almost good, that was almost <laughs> a coherent sentence.
0: <laughs> All right. And with that, I think maybe it's time that we just...
2: Get, get out. out. We just just get, get out. Just get out. And
0: um, we're really excited to watch the new Mortal Kombat. So whenever that comes out, we're going to watch it right away. We're going to do another podcast on it. And we're going to see... Did they manage to improve upon the original 1995 film? There's been lots of Mortal Kombat media since then. I've seen almost none of it. Um, so I don't know <laughs> yeah, anything I, about that. I but. think
1: I bought a Mortal Kombat game for the PlayStation 2. I think it was maybe Annihilation. And I was like, "Eh."
0: I've played some games in, here and there, but... Um... I'm just talking, yeah, mostly like the. There's, yeah, there's I the haven't, shows there's other movies. I've stuff, never seen
1: the sequel. You've never seen it, not I've never seen, but like I know it is but... like panned universally.
0: Yeah, it has some good elements, but yeah, on the whole, it has, it's like it's terrible. It doesn't, it doesn't have that same magic, kind of just ballsiness magic right, that this right. one has that just carries it through, and yeah, so yeah let's get out and uh we'll see you next time for uh mortal Kombat 2021
1: right and uh you got any advice to to leave us off on
0: yeah just remember to um face you...
1: face yourself well
0: face your enemy face your enemy face your face yourself, yourself and then face, face your, your fears. fears and don't forget to use the element which brings life <laughs>
1: that's right you gotta bring the element that brings life and that's how you find success all right all right peace out homies later <laughs>